the Death and Betrayal podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Alex, and with me is the other host, Craig. Uh, how you doing, Craig? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm pretty good. We got to find out some way to introduce us. I, I yeah, we got to get an interview. Um, <sighs> yeah, you're right. I feel like you're right. Maybe I'll just leave the host part out. I'll just be like, right, welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast. With you today on deck, it's Alex and I, I don't mind that one. Fuck yeah, that's better. Let's do that. All right, everybody. You heard, it. you heard yeah. it live. Take two. Yeah, you heard it live. Take two. Fucking, I'll write it. And we'll do it live. <laughs> All right, we'll do it live. Uh-huh. So how, are you, how are you? How are you? Good. Good. You? <laughs> not bad. I worked a 12 hour day today. So. All right well, on. I'm not like my normal self but you know it wasn't that bit, bit of a busy it wasn't that busy of a day so yeah you know whatever yeah right on i uh i went home early because my computer died so nothing oh. i could do no that's unfortunate <laughs> it's a work computer right it's not like your personal computer is it yeah no no it just the battery died oh like yeah at a conference call and normally like i can log into teams on my phone just as yeah. guest yeah because i don't actually know my office <laughs> logins um <laughs> And uh, and now that it looks like they've removed that feature on the phone, so mm. now you have to sign in with your stuff. And I was just like, I mean, you can sign in with a Skype ID as well. I guess I could have just used that. Could just use my usual Skype ID. But anyways, instead, my infinite wisdom, I decided to hotspot off of my phone. Yeah. So I could use my computer for Teams, and yeah. then kind of killed it. Mm. <laughs> so it's kind of done and over with. So uh, yeah, did a couple pharmacy calls, went home. There you go. You've but, been you were a busy boy in August and September, so yeah, yeah. I'm coming to the end of it. Uh, this mm. tomorrow actually is the last, the very last end of it. There. And aren't you uh, going somewhere this weekend? Yeah, I'm just going to Calgary just to hang out, mm. hide hide away from our thousand active cases. Oh God! I'll hide in the city with only the wife. I got home from work and the wife's like, "Did you hear the numbers today?" And I was like, "No, but it can't be good." Yeah. And she spouted <laughs> them off, and I was just like, "Oh." Yeah, I, I we're we're definitely starting to ramp up into fate into wave two. Uh, yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> uh, percent. All all our kids have had to have tests recently. Uh, there's just cases everywhere. It seems like. Yeah, uh, well, tests are going to be big because it's allergy season right now, so people are going to be getting like rhinitis and stuff all over yeah. the place. Rhinorrhea, which is a runny nose for the uninitiated. Yeah. So, uh, and <laughs> as you uh, pointed out to me earlier when we were chatting just before this, you're like, you sound like you have a runny nose. Yeah, yeah, Which, you sounded a little nasally, a little nasally, a little nasally. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, oh. Yeah, right on. Um, cool. So, agenda for tonight we're going to do a little hobby progress talk uh-huh. as per usual. Uh-huh, uh-huh. um, and then, uh, then we're going to move into a listener list. We had a guy who wants to. Um, the same gentleman that we did the Malau talk for, we're going to talk some mm-hmm. Night Lords, so the Karadara Armor Claw, um, nice and thematic, I like it, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that for Brad Graham from the Facebook, and then um, and then we're going to probably move into uh, a little bit of Night, Night Lords, Lords review. Uh, I'm not going to go into the lore because I'm going to save that kind of for like book five, I guess. Yeah, when we do, Ist- uh, were we going to do it for Istaban five? five? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I figured yeah, so... I figured that was the plan. That was our plan when we break down, hmm? uh, when we break down Istaban five legions. Well, of course, we're not going to go through the, you know, the ones we've already <laughs> done, but like 
the world eater not the world yeah yeah exactly we won't do the ones that were we covered for istvan 3 but yeah because i mean when we when we do the loyalists traders when we do those we do go into some fairly in-depth uh um lore for them so yeah exactly it's just kind of and it's it's just kind of lore and inspiration and oh this would be a cool thing to do and yeah uh, yeah yeah, just some cool themes Uh, and then we'll put a little bow on it ship it off send it out to the warp Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actually there's a few things changing on this episode because i was workshopping that new intro oh yeah that's right yeah yeah you guys would have noticed a new intro yeah, yeah, a little crisper, a little nice, yeah, a, little, a little something that I, you know, was able to. Now that my skills have gotten a lot better over the last five months about editing and whatnot, yeah, I've been able to workshop something Trading new. Trade the Honda and, in for an Acura, it's nice. Yeah, exactly. Just one step up. Pretty yeah. eventually, we'll be we'll be in Lexuses and Beamers, and you know, fuck, who knows, Rolls Royces eventually. <laughs> so I'm already in a Beamer. <laughs> oh no, Lottie freaking up. Whatever, your truck is more expensive than my car. I believe my truck was more expensive than your car, but my truck can do things your car can't. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. My car's oh, comfortable. I like it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I do like your car too. Your car's very nice. I'm so a, I'm a sedan fan. Well, yeah, you have no real reason for a truck like I do. No, and then people are gonna be asking me to help move people all the time. Yes, the, or the word pick is up no. pallets from fucking. <laughs> yeah, like pick up pallets from the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. So, what have you been working on? Actually, you know what? What? You had a game yesterday, didn't you? I did have a game. I did have a game. So I, I uh, feel like you need to explain that fucking sergeant. Oh and yeah, the MVP of that. And let's just let's talk about the game. Uh, then we can go into your what you've been doing lately because you've also been working on some stuff too. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. So I mean, part of the hobby progress was like I, you know, I, I got together some some uh, deliverers, so some cataphracty terminators with mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Con, uh, sorry, not combi, but volkite chargers and power axes mm-hmm. uh, through some Raven's talons on the sergeant, and uh, got a Zyphon together uh, so I could get it out on the table. Uh, uh-huh. the, yeah, I love the Xiphon. I think it works real well. It performed pretty admirably in the game That's as well. I'm pretty good. happy with it. Again, like this is one of those situations where the lightning really wouldn't have helped me too much because I didn't have, mm-hmm. wasn't really against any vehicles. Yeah. Um, and so the 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 Xiphon actually had a little more utility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, what else did I change? Oh, I used a threw more tat together. He's been together for a little bit though. Um, and uh yeah got some edge highlighting on them got them kind of up to tabletop a little bit and then got them down threw down against armin over at uh, bad tabletop gaming mm-hmm. uh, shout out to armin mm-hmm. uh he was kind enough to host we masked up we uh sanitized mm-hmm. and then uh you know we um we both kind of wanted to try out new stuff. So he's, he's got a white scars army that he, he hasn't really played with very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I really went for, I, I switched up from decap strike and I actually ran drop assault Vanguard uh, for my Raven guard instead. So mm-hmm. used my assault squads and that uh, Gareth Arende model that I put up. So I was able to get him on the table, blood him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, you know, when we got there, we were like, well, shit, I mean, what, what, what are we going to play for a mission? Um, yeah and uh so we uh we 
we couldn't really decide what mission. We were just like, shit, like we didn't we didn't even think about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we rolled a D10 because uh, there's nine books, <laughs> and uh, we got book well, five. Works. We were like, oh, we've never played we never played a book five mission. Yeah. And then so we rolled a, a D4 because um, there's there's four like mm-hmm. uh, legendary missions typically in each black book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we got like a weird one that wouldn't really fit for what we had yeah <laughs> yeah and it was really just supposed to be like the uh the word bearers like first coming after the uh the ultramarines uh the ultramarines and we we're just mm-hmm. like uh i don't know this isn't gonna make for a very entertaining game really it's just gonna be a slugfest mm-hmm. um and so we we re-rolled and we we got, actually got book nine the second oh, time okay. and we got uh mission four the last bastion mm-hmm. so um pretty uh pretty cool pretty cool little mission um i really liked it uh so um, for those that, uh, that want a little recap of it, um, you determine the deployment map. So we rolled on that. We got hammer and anvil, uh, mm-hmm. which is just the two 24 inch boxes. Yep. Uh, and then we, we set up the terrain. Actually, I think we did that first. Um, we actually forgot warlord traits. So we did it after like the first movement phase, um, which was fine. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're rusty. We're shaking it off. Yeah, um, it's been a while for any game well for you yeah yeah i don't even think he's played in a while um but uh he got fearless which was like fucking just the perfect one to get for this mission Mm. um i got hot garbage i got like reroll ones (laughs) to wound and i was just like oh all right fine um and uh yeah even after the reroll it just came up again i was like okay great Uh um but uh yeah and then then so you roll off to see who deploys first or second um the winner may choose to deploy first or second uh i chose um i chose to go first i think Mm -hmm. yeah your mic's popping a little bit i don't know Uh, why yeah it's all right uh you got you got real quiet no i was just listening to you yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the mic. It sounds like the levels are coming back up again. This OBS update, everybody. Yeah, we just. I just <laughs> updated like minutes before we recorded. Yeah, you're back. You're I, back now. Yeah. I don't back. know what the heck's going on. Yeah, no. It sounded like you were talking from the other side of the room a little bit. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Anyways, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna edit that out. <laughs> just suffer through it, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I chose to go first, uh, mm-hmm. which I think I think may have been my downfall. I think I should have gone second. Um, and, uh, and then we, you have to, uh, place a single large building, okay. uh, in the, in the middle of the battlefield. And so that's your bastion. So he did actually have a bastion. So we threw the bastion right down in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, we built it out a little bit extra with like some exterior gantries. And mm-hmm. then we set up a, a ZM tile just to the next to the table. Yeah. And so that, that became the bastion. So for just ease of use, uh, what we did was any time that like a, me- um, a model got into base contact with the bastion, mm-hmm. you could just move the whole unit inside. Um, as long as it was, you know, an infantry unit or like mm-hmm. a bike unit or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. and, uh, so the game, the game starts, uh, or the game's about to start. He does his scout move. So he scouts, uh, his bikes and his praetors in his praetor up, mm-hmm. uh, sort of towards the bastion but can't quite get them in base contact and then i did like a hot drop uh w- as you do with trop assault vanguard mm-hmm. and so i dropped my my two assault squads right in front of the bastion so that i could the idea was to run them into the bastion and so one managed to run inside i think i, I lost one guy because i was 
deep striking into terrain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so one guy, you know, smoked a, the side of the building and died, but everyone else was all right. Um, first squad gets in, but the squad with my Praetor actually got just, I rolled a one for the run move. Ooh. So I just stood there outside. Um, but uh, before before we get into the, the blow by blow, uh, the victory condition. So uh, primary objective, hold until relieved at the end of each game turn. A player that claims control of the last bastion gains D3 victory points. Okay. Um, and mm, uh, that makes sense now with the conversation we had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> secondary objectives are slay the warlord. So you get one one extra victory point if you slay the warlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is the direst of circumstances. If at the beginning of a player's sixth turn, they do not claim control of the last bastion and the enemy has a greater total of victory points, they gain D6 victory points if a model controlled by that player destroys the last bastion before the end of the game. If any model causes the last bastion to be destroyed, i.e. reduces its armor value to zero on any side or removes its last hull point, in any other situation, then the controlling player loses D6 victory points instead. Hmm. So uh, essentially what that means is uh, he has to remove the last hull point or reduce its armor value to zero. Um and uh, if any model causes the last bastion to be destroyed in any other situation, so that means if he kills it early, um, if he destroys it before the end mm-hmm. of turn, if he destroys it before turn six, then he'll lose d6 because he sabotaged his objective before he really oh, okay. could take it. Uh, the price of failure, neither one of us were using Lords of War, so uh, that, that was moot. Um, mm-hmm. Special rules for the mission reserves, night fighting, which we forgot to roll for, uh, the last bastion. So the last bastion uh, is a large building with an armor value of 14, seven hull points, and a transport capacity of 30. We kind of ignored that last part because we were like, let's just make it a fucking ZM and everybody can just pile in there and start fucking around. Mm. Um, And it gains the Mighty Bulwark special rule and has no emplaced weapons. So Mighty Bulwark uh, just means that on the vehicle damage table, when you score a penetrating hit, you subtract one. Okay roll um because if you're using ap2 weapons you add one if you're using an ap1 weapon you add two to your um penetrating roll for the build. so you'll much never much like you'll that. much less likely to explode uh yeah yeah exactly yeah. it's less likely to to sustain however uh, we'll we'll get into kind of what happens to the building later on so oh, okay. uh yeah so turn one um he uses a scout move and then it's my turn so i drop down in front of him uh or in front of the bastion because if anyone within 12 inches can only snap fire at me. Uh, and I kind of figured, because I, I think I was only like three or four inches um, from, yeah, I was only three inches uh, from mm-hmm. the Bastion with both models, both both units. And so I was like, oh, I can make it for sure. But I rolled a one on the Praetor's unit, so he stood out in the open, and he took a lot of firepower from uh, plasma bikes and like uh, jet bikes with full kite culverins. Mm-hmm. Um, but the unit survived. Uh, I think it stuck around with like eight dudes. And then, of course, um, I had uh, leadership on the Praetor. So I, I was fine mm. and then got into its second term. Um, so, but on his first turn, um, the, I have a unit of jump Marines inside and he gets his bikes inside to deny me the objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's a little bit of shooting that goes back and forth. Um, 
uh, inside the inside the the bulwark um, or the bastion, mm. but uh, neither one of us can charge because it's uh, first turn, um, and uh, and the assault vanguard deploys via deep strike, so he can't can't charge, mm. uh, and he scout moved, so he can't charge. Um, I think in the future he probably would have changed that, so that way he can just move up and then charge me. Mm. Um, so turn two rolls around. Uh, my Xiphon gets on the table, and the Storm Eagle full of Deliverers gets on the table. Mm. Um, so then the Praetor and his buddies manage to get inside the building, and so his Praetor and the bike squad that's in there... Um, and they were just they were just a regular outrider squad, I think. No, or no they were uh, they were a regular jet bike squad, um, and so they had heavy bolters, and one had a multi multi or something. And uh, so one one guy gets just nuked with the multi multi, mm-hmm. and then both of those jump units just pile in and just chew through that unit of bikes and take his Praetor down to like one wound. Oh, okay. um, yeah, and because uh, I, I I accepted or I challenged yeah I challenged his character was or his sergeant was already dead I think I think I mm-hmm. killed him in the shooting phase and so the only character around to accept a challenge was his praetor and so I challenged him with one of the sergeants knowing mm. that the sergeant is going to die but then that allows Gareth Arendi to just tear through yeah and not just have the two praetors kill each other yeah um which was more than likely <laughs> and uh, cuz I've got seven attacks on the charge Gareth and um so and then i get furious assault as well so i'm actually wounding the bikes on fours so the typical close combat army hampering that happens when you're up against a bike army uh kind of gets negated by the raven guard yeah rule for furious assault um on jump and terminator units so i chew that up he hit and runs and he ducks out of the bastion so at the end of that game turn game turn two i i I get to roll D3 and I got three victory points. Uh, and then he comes back uh, later and he stops assaulting me mm. um, on his turn because he's going second. So, and I don't want to leave the bastion. Uh, um, so he comes into the bastion, just hangs out inside and shoots at me. And then I have to charge him the next turn, but he's denying me the objective. So really smart way to do it. Yeah. But he has to bring his Praetor back into the bastion. So when he does, that's when I just open the assault ramp on the, the storm Eagle. Mm-hmm. And hell they, loose. Yeah. The deliverers just come out, climb inside and we just chewed apart whatever was in there. And then, uh, and then I got a, like a five inch consolidation move. I didn't have too many guys left in Gareth or assault squad. So I packed them into the middle. Mm-hmm. I actually rolled a five inch consolidation for both. And then oh, I nice. had the, the deliverers spread out in a circle around Gareth Arendi so that if he wants to shoot at the assault squad that's in there, they're then going to get the cover save for shooting through the Terminators. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, at this point, he kind of knows that he's a little bit hooped and he's like, I'm going to have to destroy that bastion, but I'm going to have to be really cautious about it. So turn, uh, oh, before we get to turn five, my Mortat, first time he's on the ground as well. He drops in via deep strike. I go to mm-hmm. chain fire at some bikes with melted guns. And um, he the first roll on the first gun is a one. <laughs> so no plasma shot comes out of there. He survives it. Yeah. And then... Um, and then uh, the second shot, I think I shot once, and then the second roll was a one. So like oh, he didn't do anything, and he didn't, he didn't even get into close combat because he got shot uh, in Overwatch 
<laughs> with snap firing the melta gun that was on the bike squad and mm-hmm. just died um so he he didn't nothing <laughs> but <laughs> wow. uh y- yeah yeah and so turn turn uh three i think it was um was when he came down and then uh, the warmonger with the mordathan came out in turn three as well so they used their plasma guns to shoot the volkite uh jet bikes into the dirt um mm-hmm. they were going one shot uh, with their killing strike and then they hung out in cover um some of them died because they weren't actually in cover yet um including like uh, the warmonger which was my shuriken model mm-hmm. and uh and then they they just hung out to shoot bolters at guys um nearby in case they had to run into the bastion so they were just next to it in the gantries that were mm-hmm. there and with um since the gantries were ruins they're already like a four plus cover save with stealth they're three plus cover save so really good cover save for those guys <clears throat> um and then uh turn five uh, those melta bikes kind of swing around and everything on the outside of the bastion. Um, well, actually first, cause his lightning comes on now automatically. His lightning hadn't come on yet, which it helped. Mm. So he's, he shoots a couple things at the bastion to hopefully just weaken it a little bit and not quite take all the whole points off of it. Mm. Uh, cause he was like, I'm not going to be able to kill this, but I need to kill it in turn six. So I have to be very careful about what I'm doing with it. Yeah. So he fires into it, weakens it. It, it goes down to, I think like armor value nine, um, because of the, the vehicle or the building damage rules. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's not holding together very good. And, uh, and at this point, my Praetor still has not taken a wound. So Gareth Arendi, like, first battle, he hasn't been hasn't been touched yet. Not even a scratch. Yeah. And then so everything else kind of focuses on the Mordathan because they're the only thing that's outside of the uh, the Bastion. And so they take a crap ton of fire. And they, they weed him down pretty good, and the sergeant's the last guy left. So he's hiding in the shadows. He's got a 2-plus armor and a 3-plus cover. And he takes fire from, like, numerous plasma guns, two javelins, and, like, oh, a full wow. bike squad with melted guns. Uh, and Jeez. survives all of it. Uh, and then the bike squads charge at him. The melted guns charge mm. at him uh so he tries to overwatch uh doesn't doesn't kill anybody doesn't even hit anything in overwatch but then just kind of steps out of the shadows and uh the biker sergeant issues a challenge so he accepts um he's got four attacks i've got three mine get through i've got a two plus armor so my armor saves save me he only had a three plus armor so i kill his sergeant mm. uh, meaning i win combat and then um and then the sergeant or the the bike squad then fails the morale check and then runs oh <laughs> like uh yeah so he dies next turn but still mvp like just holds the line oh yeah there's a guy and then gets killed uh, yeah so... but it was a heroic end <laughs> exactly so now we're into turn six um he's denied me controlling the bastion every other turn except for turn two um so i'm holding on to four victory points because i've killed his praetor and i've got Mm. three from the from the bastion rules and so he destroys the bastion um i think one jump marine dies uh because when everyone inside takes like a or every unit inside takes d6 strength six yes nothing hits um and uh, so I think one of those guys died, and I think a Terminator died. And so everyone just kind of like walks outside out the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and then in, in his turn, he, he shoots at Gareth Arendi a couple times. But I, I make 
uh, oh, he shot at me with the um, with another set of javelins, multi meltas, and rockets. So all strength mm. eight. No. Uh, and he makes all of his invulnerable saves. Oh, <laughs> so gets out scot free, not a scratch on him. I think I lost two deliverers in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and 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 now the game's over. Uh, so because he destroyed the bastion in turn six, he gets to roll a d6. He needs a four to tie me. Five and six will beat me. He rolled a he rolled a six. So oh. squeaked out a win on me. Uh, yeah. But it was it was tight all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fantastic game. It was a lot of fun to actually just get yeah. yeah you sent me you sent me some picks. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a blast. So last bastion, uh, good mission. I like it a lot. Mm. Um, we were chatting afterwards, uh, Armin and I, and I think what we'll probably do in the future is um, we may just put the zone mortalis tile down on the board, mm. and then use the walls to just build a square out around them. And then okay. put some doors on it as well, um, just to kind of make it make it look cool. And then it'll be just, you know, a tower all the way up or whatever. So you won't, you know, unless you've got fly or something, you won't be able to get through or around it, um, unless mm-hmm. you go actually walk through the building. But yeah, really cool mission. I liked it a lot. Uh, I'll definitely play it again. Um, definitely recommend it. I'm gonna try to work this one into an event at some point. I think. Um, oh, it sounds like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, just got workshop that bastion part. That's about the only thing I'd have to say. And like, you guys are already, I, I know, I, know. I, I it mean, works. I'm just saying, like how you to represent it on the table, like how you guys do it. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I gotcha. I thought you meant like scoring wise, because Armin and I talked a little bit about like maybe alternate ways to score it a little bit. Because mm-hmm. if you're getting D three a turn and you do manage to control it for a lot of the turns, although to be honest, I mean, I was right up there. And I, even even if somebody had to come from their deployment zone, it's in the middle of the table. It's only 12 inches from the edge of your deployment zone yeah. and hammer and anvil. Um, so, I mean, I still made it, like, pretty decently. Uh, mm. And I think anyone else would as well. So, uh, I don't know. It needs more playtesting. Um, and then after that, we can make a make a couple calls on it speaking of play testing though managed to trigger a number of people in our area including yourself well you didn't uh, trigger me but i just <laughs> didn't agree with you yeah that's fine uh, uh, so trigger warning just in case though <laughs> everybody uh yeah I, earlier today i was thinking uh especially because I've, I've seen this come up a lot and I, i'm sure everyone else has seen it on a number of groups and and i've heard somewhere as well that one of the mournival books actually has land raiders at transport capacity 12 hmm. and so uh i you know what i was into it I, i'm into it like i mean in we, we didn't notice this when at least i don't think we noticed it when we were going through the dark angels rules but when you take the Deathwing Companions, mm-hmm. right? You have to be, you have to take the Deathwing Companions with um, a Praetor with the Deathwing Virgins, uh, oh, I already right? see where you're going. Yeah, or alternatively, um, the regular ones can go with the Lion, but the Terminator ones can't be bought unless you have a Terminator Praetor, mm-hmm. right? So your dedicated transport options are a Rhino or a Land Raider Proteus as a dedicated transport, um, not even the Phobos, but uh, the only, so which means that anytime you want to buy a Deathwing Terminator Companion Squad, mm-hmm. um, you have to have a Spartan. You have to have a Spartan and you have to buy it, not as a dedicated transport. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got me thinking because the Spartan's 25 capacity. Mm-hmm. 
It's five hull points. It's got double the last cannon shots. It it can buy a flare shield, but let's just talk stock options for some, yeah, like yeah. stock options versus stock options here, right? Um, and it's like three hundred and five points. Yeah, for, base. Yes. For, yeah, for that base, um, a land raider Phobos is only capacity ten. And it's 225 points. Like the Proteus is 180 points or 185. Yeah, it's 180 points right? for a Proteus. Mm. And the Proteus yeah. is smaller, like by a good margin than, mm. a, than a Phobos is. And so, you know, I, I put a post up uh, to kind of see like all in favor of making Land Raider transport capacity 12 for our area. So the ultra like, hell yeah, I'm super into it. It's dumb. Uh, that it's not was an Arvis lighter holds 12 models. Why the F wouldn't a land Raider? Mm. <laughs> um, okay. which had five votes, uh, 10 people were definitely in the, why the F wouldn't a land Raider. Yeah. And, uh, and then, th- uh, three votes, three additional votes for the yay. Um, but in so the 13 to five. Yeah. Uh, now here's some my, some of those three might've been doubles. So let's call it 10 to five. Here, here's my, here's my thing. Yeah. The Arvis Slater, can it fit 10 Space Marines? It can fit 12 Space Marines. Oh, well, fuck. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean... I mean, it can fit 12 Mechanicum people. I don't know if you can take the Arvis in the Legion of Stardis list, to be honest. But if you're taking Militia or Mechanicum, you can put a um a knight errant in there and he only takes up one slot okay so that's where my reasoning of yes it fits 12 marines in there okay right um the other thought like the other thing is a terex pattern assault drill that takes 12 that 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 fits 12 models in it as well um it's 80 points it deep strikes it's got pretty good armor it's got some pretty good rules, pretty good weapons, and we've seen some pretty nasty meta combinations come out of that. Yeah. Um, now the conversation went back and forth. It was it was good. It was well. Mackenzie um, also brought up the fact that like grenadiers can like so I mean you can fit ten regular space marines in there or only ten squishy humans. Mm. Right. So in that in you know in the Proteus it's still only ten dudes can fit in there. So if you if you're running survivors of the Dark Age. Um, with militia mm-hmm. you can only fit 10 grenadiers in there which means you can't take any special weapons you can't take a command officer you can't take a medicay um mm. and then it's just regular grenadiers in there right uh if you want to take a five-man co- terminator command squad you can only fit 10 of them in there right uh mm. or f- five of them in there you can't have them rock around with the praetor yeah, I, I hear you. Because, I mean, you have to, it's a pretty expensive upgrade just to have a five man Terminator squad with a Praetor. Mm-hmm. But here's here's the expensive upgrade that, that really kind of shifted me a little bit. So um, I think the Proteus should stay 10. Okay. Right. It's small. It, there's no assault ramp. Right. It's uh, it's compact. Like it's it's a significant size difference from a Land Raider Phobos. Mm. You can e- much more easily hide a Proteus in buildings, behind buildings, etc. Yeah. Right. It's a 45 point premium to go up to the Phobos. And the only difference between the Proteus and the Phobos is assault vehicle and the heavy bolter. Okay, and technically, the heavy, technically the heavy bolter. Are you sure? I think the heavy bolter's already on the Proteus. Yeah, it is. It, it, that's that's what I'm saying. It's you're no, getting I, the. He- 
No, no, no. The Proteus doesn't have a heavy bolster. It doesn't come with heavy bolster. You have to pay for it. All right. Okay. So, but it's like a 10 point upgrade. Like five or 10 points. Okay. So, still 35 points. You're looking at 35 points for a. The assault. For assault vehicle only. Yeah. Um, on a vehicle that is probably going to get pretty fucking targeted, especially if you've got your warlord in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it doesn't have the flare. Sh- it doesn't have the ability to take a flare shield and all that crap. Right. And and I mean, how often do you even see Land Raider Phobuses on the table? Like almost never. Mm-hmm. Which to me says that it's because they're using something that's more optimal, which is a Spartan. Yeah. Right. Um, and the Spartan is not twice the size of a Land Raider. Uh, it has twice the number of shots. Mm-hmm. And it has 25 capacity. So it would stand to reason that if it's supposed to be, you know, the double size Land Raider or like the double wide Land Raider, mm-hmm. then why would it not? Why would the original Land Raider not have 12? Right. Um, so if we look at other vehicles that are in a similar role, let's look at the Storm Eagle. The Storm Eagle is 210 points base. Yes. It's armor 12 all the way around. So two points less on armor. But mm-hmm. it's also a flyer with deep strike. It has mm-hmm. two LAS cannons. In addition to that, though, it also has the twin-linked <laughs> heavy bolter, yeah, which the Phobos has, right? So right there in weapons, it's equal to the it's equal to the Phobos, but then it also has a rocket launcher on the top. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, I hear you. I'm, and I'm a twenty kidding. a twenty-man capacity, mm-hmm. right? So if if we're looking at that. And and it's got a salt vehicle, right? So same sort of thing. Like yes, okay, it is coming in like a little bit on random because it's it's in reserves. Yes. There's a lot of stuff you can do to manipulate reserves. Um, and even if you didn't, you're still a 66% chance it's coming in on turn two. Yeah. Right. So I mean, which is like the first time you would get to do a charge anyway if you got really lucky with your land raider. Um, I used to run a land raider in my emperor's children and like, man, that thing never survived past like turn one or two. Mm. Um, so I don't really see it as this like, Oh man, it's going to make this game breaking thing. But I think, the, I think the Phobos, I mean, for the premium you're paying for it, 35 points for assault vehicle is way too fucking much. Especially mm. when you, like, if you take into consideration the fact that the vehicle is going to be easier to hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it yeah. was the same size as the Proteus, see, I, I I hear and I do agree with you. You're making some uh, fantastic points. My only concern would be the getting this across to the the players. Um, I mean, I understand how the Marvel did it, and I do like they wrote up a book and they made changes here changes there i mean at, at no point in time do i think the land raider should be um 10 models only like the the, the, the proteus should be 10 models only yeah uh just because it doesn't make sense it, it's you're like you're saying it, it's not the spartan's not twice the size of it you know the, you're paying it just doesn't make any sense and i mean i've really like because i've been working with uh dreadwing lists and it's been not easy fitting land raiders into a dreadwing list because of my lack of uh, ability to throw a one extra character or one extra model into a land raider like i'd rather not have to pay 305 points for a freaking spartan just because i'm i have five terminators in a, a character with them yeah. like i get that my only my only concern is and the only reason why i voted against it was how do we properly get this to the the player when we're doing events and i know you could just add it into the uh 
the players pack. I just feel like knowing our area, there's you know going to be you a lot. What? No, 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 no. Because the, the argument here was like, oh, it's only acceptable if the Mournival rules state it. Right mm-hmm. here, Mournival events, fact, and experimental errata. Version 3.3 PDF, Land Raider Phobos has a transport capacity of 12. Boom! And we're done. Yeah. I'm going to just link that in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, ma- it makes sense. There, yeah, it, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. And it makes sense only on the Phobos, I think, which is ultimately yep. the same conclusion I came to. But it's a bigger vehicle. It's a 35-point premium. It's huge. Like, that's a massive premium to gain assault vehicle. Yeah. So um, we're right there. This is their fact and errata for their Mournival rulebook. If you're using the Mournival events rules in your event, the fact then comes into effect. Land Raider Phobos deserve transport capacity of 12. Feels good to be right, everybody. <laughs> and good. Alex for the win. That's right. No, yeah. I, I and you walked us through, and I do agree with you. Every every point you made. Um, here, you know what? Just to be, just to show that I'm a good sport, I'll go on to that little chat and i'll change my uh change your vote i'll change my i'll change my vote right now do 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 changing my vote and come on this is taking way too long this is way too complicated for what it is okay and done if 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 it's if it's if we're using and we're stating that we're using the Marvel rules, which are a well-known group of set of play test or play tested rules, the answer is there. We know what we're doing, and right. I agree with it. And that will make something so much easier for my my uh, not my actual Dark Angels, my my World Eaters, because I I want Karn running with a squad of Terminators, yeah. but I don't want to have to pay us pay for a spartan for what could essentially be considerably cheaper than a spartan all i need them is to get to where they need to go yeah yeah exactly um and and it's based around a theme of an armored transport it's like an armored convoy almost so yeah i mean like i've got a land raider phobos in my blood angels this isn't going to help me with that Mm. (laughs) because i'm running crimson paladins at like under strength and i've got ralderon with them so even at transport capacity five, I'm at capacity taken up at nine. Because mm-hmm. um, I like the Land Raider. I think it's ubiquitous. I love it. So I wanted to fit it in. And then I don't want to build a Spartan kind of ever. <laughs> mm. I've been avoiding it just because it looks like a tough kit. Actually, it's not at all. Oh. It's not It's not even a tough kit. It used to be when you had to put the tracks on. Now the tracks are, mold, are molded on, man. Oh, are they? Oh, I, can throw, I, can throw a, I can throw a Spartan together in like 15 minutes now. I've oh, built so awesome. many of them. Like they're, they're super easy. Super easy. Super easy. So, yeah, all right. That's sweet. Right on. Okay, cool. Well, with that in mind, I think that'll actually tie us right over nicely. Lovely little segue. Lovely into little segue. the Caradara Armor Claw. So, mm. um, yeah. So Brad was saying that uh, he 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 likes vehicles. He does have some Night Lords already, but he kind of wants to, much like I'm doing with the Raven Guard and trying to create like a different way to play them just so they stay fresh. Mm-hmm. He wants to do like a vehicle heavy Night Lord army. Um, so he's thinking about putting a Fellblade in there. 
I love that. I love that idea. Because mm. um, uh, the Legion Fellblade, it's pretty sick. Personally, uh, I would go for the one that has the... Um, oh, maybe I'm thinking of the Glaive, actually. Put a Glaive in there instead, buddy. Because I feel Glaives like... Glaives are 100 plus points more. Yeah, they're... I know, but it, they're volkite and I just love Volkites. Do you well, like I hear choice you. on this one, Brad? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do hear you. And I, I, I like the Glaive. I have a Fellblade. I love the Glaive, too. It's a great model. It's a, it's a great-looking model, and uh, it's a great uh, rule set. It is, it is an expensive... It is an expensive point wise. It's six hundred and twenty five points base, I think. What's, I don't know off what's the weapon difference. Like is the glaive just like a double the glaive? cannon? The glaive? No, the the hell the the fell blade has two it has the double barrels, it has two firing modes, armor penetration and, and anti infantry. Uh the, the fell blade? Yeah, for the for the fell blade. The glaive shoots that you have that uh it's shoots a lot shooting beam. Yeah, the beam, and you do like the line, and any unit that's struck underneath it, any maul that's struck under that line, and I think it spreads one inch in either direction from the line. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, they take hits, Volkite hits. At I can't, I don't, I don't have the book in front of me. I don't know the all the rules right off the top of my head. But yeah, it's a, it is a great, it's a great tank. Yeah, I don't, I, I actually. It's, my, all I'm saying is, it rules is are a, still in my backpack in the next room. Um, all, all I'm saying is, it is a little bit more expensive by a hundred points. So it, it could change based on your, what your, your point yeah. cap is. Yeah. Um, for sure. To me, that seems like a way more terrifying weapon for a terrifying, uh, for terrifying. Um, I, I do agree. I do agree. Terrifying Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know he was thinking armored breakthrough for this. Uh-huh. Uh, I've actually, I had a, and, and I agreed, but I kind of had a different thought for it. Okay. Uh, earlier today so i think instead just on my current spin of land raider love mm-hmm. um i think you should go armored spearhead instead okay so armored spearhead is very similar uh i believe you st- i can't actually remember if you have to you know what we are gonna have to edit this a little bit because i'm gonna go get my book <laughs> yeah, i'll pause it yeah well we'll put it on put it on pause all right i'm back and he's back right on uh yeah okay so armored spearhead so uh the effects all units in the army eligible to take a rhino's dedicated transport may instead either select a land raider phobus or land raider proteus if they number 10 models or fewer as their dedicated transport tank shocks inflicted by tanks in this force impose an additional minus one leadership penalty so that kind of fits in with the whole night lord scary theme Mm -hmm. Um, i agree yep yeah and i think that fits a little bit better than the uh necessarily than the the predators i mean you can still put predators in there and and i think they're a great choice but now you're not locked into taking the predator cannon Mm -hmm. which opens you up to doing like some cool different stuff right yeah Uh, yeah which uh because that's one thing that kills me about it is i'd love to take kind of some other options um because you you can uh replace the predator cannon for a flamestorm cannon which Mm -hmm. i think is an excellent choice personally uh, it, it, it is it is i prefer the the plasma uh the plasma plasma destroyer yeah plasma it, destroyer other great option like mm. definitely 
Definitely. Um, I mean, you're gonna have to, you're gonna want to take two tactical squads and then throw them in rhinos or something. I think. Um, just use them yeah. for grabbing objectives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think pack some predators in there with like some just plasma destroyers or like some magnum melta cannons maybe or some flamestorm mm. cannons. Mm. Um, because mm. you can put them in squadrons, right, buddy? And they're only seventy-five points. By the way, if you take just a predator with just a flamestorm cannon. It's only 90 points, so that's pretty cheap. It is pretty cheap, it's yeah. pretty cheap. Um, and uh, and then I wouldn't bother with, like, Armored Ceramider, Machine Spirit, or any of the other crap on there. Right. Keep them loose, no. keep them fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Do not throw a bunch of points at Predators. They're not going to survive long enough for no. No. Uh, those uh, points to be effective. Exactly. And outside of Armored Breakthrough, I wouldn't even put Sponsons on them. Because it's like it's twenty points for two heavy bolters to ten points per sponson, basically, and I mean those are going to be snap firing almost every time. So, um, and you know people are going to have to make some hard choices if you've got a lot of your infantry, if you got a few land raiders coming at you, and some predators, you got some hard choices to make, mm-hmm. uh, especially if there's a fellblade or a glaive sitting back there. Um, get ready to get fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I think I think that's a pretty cool thing. And then what I would probably do is uh, I would pack some uh, some kind of techar in there, which we'll talk about. And um, if you if you want some terminators, mm-hmm. maybe pack them in. Um, not sure if they can take a Spartan or not, but I know I just shit on the Spartan a bunch, but <laughs> whatever. Take it. I don't care. Um, well, you don't like the Spartan. Every a lot of other people. Yeah, like. a lot of other people like it. So I mean, but it makes sense, right? Take the Spartan or take a Storm Eagle uh, if you want to be cheap about it. If you want to be cheaper in mm-hmm. terms of points, um, two hundred ten points. Pack the Conatekar in there with you know Sevatar, because he's a shit hot murderer now. Mm-hmm. Um, or oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's awesome. Makes me want to do Night Lords. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> I'm not I'm gonna. Down. Not gonna, but I want to. No, uh, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I like terror squads though. Like I like them a lot, and mm. I like Joom. So pack them with Volkite chargers, um, or I mean, if you're gonna pack them in Land Raider Phobuses, I would personally just keep them in Proteuses. Keep it cheap, because mm. uh, then you can also really start screwing. Actually, this is a great idea because I think terror squads are only five to start. Let me double recall. check. I've got the I'm, book open. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm almost positive they are. Um, after terror squads it. are one to four, yeah, one, one four. for yeah, well, five all together, yep. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, take terror squads, man, and just like play the absolute best game of head fuckery that you can uh, with this because every one of those land raider proteuses, you mm. can take an explorer augury web in it and really mess with your, yeah, opponent. you can take them down to the point where the only way that they're going to get those reserves in is like on a six or on turn four, um, unless they start <laughs> killing those land raider proteuses and what's what's more night lordsy than that and you know they there's a lot of times in the lore where the night lords just like hijack uh broadcast systems and just broadcast Mm. like citizens being tortured or just like Mm. tracks of screams of other people that they've tortured and skinned alive for their Uh, like hats yeah uh and that that fits that theme right um like Mm. the everyone's so disrupted by what's happening and by the absolute brutality that you're bringing down on them, uh, that they just don't know what to do. Mm. Um, 
And and I mean, realistically, if you really wanted to, you could put your two tactical squads in Proteuses, uh, but they're 10 mans. So I'm thinking keep them cheap so that you can afford the Explorer Augury webs and a couple of Proteuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Glaive, and then if you want to, throw some Predators in there, depending on how infantry heavy you want to go or how tank heavy you want to go. A lot of room for... Uh, a lot of room for for change and, and and a lot of room for some some pretty cool stuff uh the conatechar can take a land raider phobus okay as their dedicated transport so i mean you could just keep in that theme just take five conatechar in a in a land raider and then i mean you could just throw sevatar in with like some weapon master vets or something like that that would work as well if you even wanted to take Savitar, obviously you don't fucking have to. Take but he is just You so... could take Kurz if you wanted. Throw him in a Spartan or something. Yeah. Or in a Land Raider. Because um, I, actually I should check the, I should double check the uh, limitations before I tell you to throw somebody in a flyer. Mm. <laughs> the limitations are all units of the infantry, infantry type in the army must either be purchased, dedicated transports, the start of the game deployed inside them or begin play transported inside of another vehicle in the army um yeah so you can still take a flyer okay uh however if all the tanks in the force should be destroyed then the enemy counts as scoring an additional secondary objective so i mean if if at any point you've lost all of your tanks you're probably not winning it anyway so i don't yeah. really see that as a downside uh especially in any of the events that i run where your victory points don't really fucking matter for anything other than did you win <laughs> yeah because uh, then i just translate that all into did you win did you lose did you tie right um for those interested in using that system if you win you get three points if you tied you get two campaign points and if you lost you get one campaign point because even if you lose you still helped in the war effort Mm -hmm. and i believe in rewarding that effort thinning the herd is still thinning the herd yeah exactly just because you didn't win the battle doesn't mean you can't win the war yeah yeah so i don't know that's me that's how i do it uh this is how i would do that armored spearhead i think that's awesome it's 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 interesting uh, I, I do like the uh, I do like I do like it. I think I think it's interesting, uh, especially when you're taking a, an army that's so heavily towards the assault, um, fast moving, and then you're still making it thematic towards that, but giving it a, a nice flair, a nice twist to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but and still I mean, keeping it very squads, much. You can you can tool those out however you want them. If you want to throw them in a Phobos instead of a Proteus. You can tool them all up with close combat weapons. They're good at that too. Yeah. Right. Oh um, yeah. It it's this is a really flexible right. I really like it. This would work really well with Alpha Legion as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, white scars. White scars would do well with it. Although, to be honest, for myself, I think the white scars fit into Armored Breakthrough better because it makes their, it makes uh, rhinos fast. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Yeah, and so that that kind of fits that. Um, but with the armored spearhead, um. I mean, you can't. I wouldn't be able to take like any extra tanks or anything. I could do this with Raven Guard, but I can't have more vehicles with the tank type than I have units with Legionis Astartes. Um, so it would be tight. Mm. But that Proteus shenanigan sounds pretty cool. So, yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's how I would do it. I think that's how I would see the Karadara Armor Claw. Um, 
you know, you're, cause you're, you're still going to have some, some Marines on foot. You're yeah. going to have that Proteus just screaming or just with scream loops, mm-hmm. scream tracks on loop. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then I like the glaive. Craig likes the fill blade. I like Actually, I, I, I like both, but I prefer oh, okay. the glaive. I do prefer the glaive. You do prefer the glaive? I prefer the glaive as well. Cause I like chewing. It's just, it's just, it's the, the price point. That's the only reason why I've held off on getting one. It's yep. because it's 625 points base. Yeah, for sure. Now, I know that he's also looking at, like, taking in some of the Marvel units, uh, like Heavy Destroyers uh, or Destroyers. Uh, I would maybe go with the Heavy Destroyers. Um, yes. Or actually, to be honest, I would probably just use the Konotekar. Like, they have a very Heavy Destroyer, the- like, feel to them. Mm-hmm. And and I think they perform better, to okay. be honest. Um, but I love, I love their fucking Volkite weapon. Because, I mean, that's kind of what you're going for, right, with the Heavy Destroyers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah. they're double, they're dubber, they're Doubler. double, yeah, they're they're double Volkite chargers. Um, so you know you're getting four strength five shots, uh, but the Konatek are are heavy four strength six, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I I think I think they fit the theme. I feel like the Konatek are were what, like you know at least some some view of what the uh, the Mournival had in mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they've got they've got some really unique rules as well, which I think will help you out. Um, especially if you're running Cataphracty. Uh, or no, not if you're running Cataphracty. I'm mixing that up with the Dark Angels with their bullshit. Yeah. No, Overwatch, even if I'm in Cataphracty armor. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the Dark Angels in their yep. circle fights. Yeah. Uh yeah, right on. Brad, do this up. I wanna see it. Uh, yeah. because I wanna do it but I don't want to do it. Yeah, I know what you mean. You got a lot of projects. (laughs) I do. Uh, I got to get my head down, buckle up, Mm -hmm. start hammering through this. I got some vacation time saved up. Uh, My new puppy was just born like last weekend. So so you're going to be getting that. I'll have time off coming up here. A couple of months. I'm going to need a break from racking my mind raw training a dog. (laughs) Um. Well, I would love to see it. Keep us up to date. Yeah, um, yeah. Brad, post it up. Uh, remember, use the hashtag Gellerfield's up. Mm-hmm. And uh, future fake history. And future fake history as well. I don't know. I use the hell out of that one. I feel like I'm the only one posting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a jerk. I forget about it frequently. <laughs> so I need, I need to update my little, like, I have a little oh, yeah. thing. I, I mean, yeah, I was you're... even forgetting Gellerfield's up forever, too. Actually, I ju- the last couple posts I've done, I haven't done Gellerfield's up, so... It's even there. You go, uh, it's even, so, it's even, it's even. Yeah, if you like me better, <laughs> like, <laughs> use Gellerfield's up. If you like Craig better, use Future Fake History. If if you don't mm-hmm. have a favorite child, yeah. <laughs> use, both. use them both. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Uh, well, why don't we take a little bit of a break, yeah, uh, and then we'll that. regroup, and then we'll dive into the new rules for the Night Lords. Can't wait. All right.
And welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast. All right, Craig, let's get into the Night Lords a little bit. Let's get into the Night Lords. I need to. I need to, a reason to build another freaking army. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. sure this is how this is going to go for me. Ugh, this is going to make me hate the fact that I got rid of some. Like, I mean, I, I got a bunch of stuff in a trade. Yeah, a few yeah. years ago, um, I was really just after Conrad Kurz because I, I like to click the Primarchs, but mm-hmm. I, he just kind of threw in all this other stuff. And then we we're running a campaign, and uh, we we had a guy drop out last minute, and mm-hmm. so I had to fill in for the trader side. And having only Raven Guard, I just built with what I had, made some Night Lords. Yeah, uh, the paint scheme was cool that I had done on them. It was a little labor intensive, but it kind of made like. Um, Actually, it was pretty much exactly the color of the the guy on page 176, but mm-hmm. with a bit of like a non-metallic metal look to it. Because uh, mm-hmm. what I did was I like primed gray and then added some white highlights. And then uh, over top of that, I just glazed like the Forge World clears. The, oh, yeah. Like yeah. the blue and the black. And I just yeah. layered the, mixed them together and then layered them as I needed to, mm-hmm. to kind of create the right shade. Um, and it just kind of created a, a non-metallic metal look for it. Um, mm. Yeah, most of my careers is painted that way, but I like it. But yes, uh, he is. And he's yeah, very nice. Yeah, he, he's okay. Um, he got second place in a painting contest. We won't talk oh. about that. I was upset about. <laughs> Mine was better painted. I'm not just being arrogant. <laughs> I lost a new model syndrome. Alpharius had like just come out like a month beforehand, and some guy mm. painted an Alpharius up, so he won. Um, <laughs> ugh. Uh, anyways, so the Night Lords, they got a nice little update. They're pretty they shit hot now. Um, I hope that this is kind of a, kind of a sneak peek at the kind of updates that we're going to get for some of the, the older legions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives me hope for raptors and or deliverers or something to come out for, for Raven Guard. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and maybe some cool new rights of war. But uh, let's get into it. So Legion of Stardis, you know it, you love it, can't get enough mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know, always regroup at normal leadership value regardless of casualties. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, nothing's changed there. Nope, nothing's changed there. A talent for murder. Uh, this I think did change a little bit, if I remember correctly. Um, but if any units with the Legion Stories Night Lord special rule outnumber one or more enemy non-vehicle units, that's what changed. So mm. now it's it's only infantry units. So okay. not non I shouldn't say only infantry because this would include like bikes and monstrous creatures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, outnumber one or more enemy non-vehicle units during any initiative step in which they're fighting an assault. So if you're at power fists, it would mm-hmm. have to be at your initiative step. Um, if you're run if you're running at your normal initiative, it would be at your initiative step. Uh, if you're outnumbering and your Praetor is in there, uh, at your Praetor's initiative step, then he gets plus one. But then if the other guy's Praetor kills a bunch of your guys and you're no longer outnumbering, then the rest of the squad would not get it. Mm. Um, they gain plus one to hit and plus one to wound to a maximum of two plus. So one always fails. Uh, and that doesn't affect rules such as rending. Uh, so it's only the to hit and to wound rolls. Um, so it doesn't doesn't shift everything in there. It's just the hit and the wound. Uh, so bulky models count as two models. Very bulky models count as three. Mm-hmm. And extremely bulky and monstrous creatures count as five. Five. Okay. Yeah, so that would be things like automata that you mm-hmm. would put in. Uh, 
Um, and that would be on both sides. Yes, yes. Uh, for the purposes of working out when the Night Lords outnumber an enemy unit they are locked in combat with. Uh, so a little change there. It makes sense. It's good. I mean, if they have a talent for murder, that doesn't mean they're better at ripping apart tanks. It means yeah. they're better at spilling blood. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Speaking of blood, Nostrum and blood, all models with this special rule fall back an additional one inch than normal. Uh, if they fail a pinning test... They may, if the controlling player wishes, fall back instead of becoming pinned, just as if they had failed a morale check for taking casualties in the shooting phase. So mm -hmm. I like that. It, it can be handy. Can be. Uh, can also be. It, that's a double-edged sword for sure. It is a hundred percent. Yep. Night vision. Uh, this one changed, I think, as well. Um, yeah. So this 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 little line here changed. So all models in a night lord's primary detachment, not just those with Legion of Stories night rule special rule. Night Lord's special rule have mm. the Night Vision special rule. Okay. So that makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're from Nostromo and you're driving a tank, you're still gonna see in full night vision. Exactly. Uh, from the shadows, all models with the special rule have a cover save of five plus on the first game turn, even in open ground. This rule can be combined with the effects of stealth, uh, etc., as normal. Uh, but other forms of cover the model might be in which that provide a higher save supersede it. So things like night fighting, which creates stealth, etc., with mm -hmm. boost it up. Um, and seeds of descent. If an army's warlord is slain, each unit in the army with this special rule must take an immediate morale check if they've suffered 25% losses from shooting. Hmm. Yeah, so pretty good. Um I mean, a couple changes there, which I think just balanced them out, made them a little more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, the the chain glaive uh, hasn't changed; it's still strength plus one, AP three, rending two handed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, available on independent characters and um, and characters, so sergeants yeah. Sergeant. take it. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I always ran it on my sergeants. Um, I mean, I, I run Ravens talons on my my Ravens because a lot of the time, if you do end up against a sergeant and he has artificer armor, guys like to give him a power axe or a power fist. Yes. In the hope that the other that they'll get through the other guy's armor too, you're almost always going to be in a challenge with another uh, sergeant. So yeah. if you're striking first and have rending, um, it's it's not super reliable, but it's a chance to kill him before he even gets to swing at you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the chance is there, right? Yep. Yeah, and and to me, that's that's better, right? Because those wounds will still pour over. So, mm. um, teleportation transponder, uh, Terminator squads, including command squads, uh, in Terminator armor, um, fifteen points for deep strike. If you put that on a Terminator armor independent character, um, plus ten points uh, for that model. Mm -hmm. Um, trophies of judgment. Uh, any independent character can adorn themselves with trophies of judgment for five points, gaining the fear special rule. I like this from a theme perspective. There's so much crap in heresy that seems to just ignore it, which is ridiculous, especially yes. because and they and they know no fear should not be a thing. Um, it bugs me. I mean, like I don't know. Maybe they should already just as. You know, maybe if they're outnumbering, then they should also make fear checks at minus. I don't know. Um, if you can get it off, it works great. Five yes. points is fine, I guess. Put it on if you want. If you if you don't know where to throw five extra points because you got it, throw it on an independent character or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always model it on anyway, though. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you didn't buy it. Uh, but the headsman's axe is new, and so this is exclusively to independent characters. So this is pretty cool. It's kind of like they're 
their legion specific blade of perdition mm-hmm. uh, or frost axe or you know whatever yeah. raven's mm-hmm. talons um so the headsman's axe is strength times two ap3 melee two-handed rending that's mm-hmm. huge so that's a that's a strength aided initiative yeah uh, it is only ap3 but again it's rending and you get through someone's dying yeah yeah I- exactly uh, it's, it's it's similar to the uh tyrannic greatsword and it has the tyrannic greatsword obviously is in times two strength but mm-hmm. um it's not two-handed either so i i mean they balance each other out yep yep i would agree with that um yeah, I mean, shit. I I would be taking this on things like warmongers for sure. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, that like that would be huge because a warmonger, you know, you throw him in Tartarus and he's got an iron halo, mm-hmm. um, and then you don't have to buy the ten point deep strike for him because he's already got it. And then actually, you wouldn't have to buy that for his Terminator squad either, because mm-hmm. they would get it from being attached to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. Um, so they've. They've changed a couple of their uh, rights of war. Um, th- there is a disclaimer at the front of this that says this now replaces everything that wasn't in, in the Night Lords. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I don't think anyone was uh, running Horror Cult anyway. No. But it's gone. Um, it's gone for the better. Uh, they they rolled that into Terror Assault. Mm. Which I really like, and Terra Assault was what I always ran when I mm. when I had the the Night Lords briefly. Mm. Um, so the effects of Terror Assault, Cover of Darkness, this force may impose night fighting for the duration of the first game turn on any mission automatically. So that's nicer. That was a change. It used to be like a two plus. Yeah. Uh, night now fighting. Now it's just it's happening. Yeah, exactly. If night you fighting, want it, it's happening. Exactly. Yeah, cool. And and why would you not? Like I'm exactly. taking it every time. You have night vision. Like, mm-hmm. you're just going to ignore it you're really you're up you're you're you've got a leg up on your you have a massive advantage on your opponent mm-hmm. massive advantage take advantage yeah. of it yeah uh so night fighting imposed in this manner carries on to the second game turn on a roll of three plus so that's better and mm-hmm. on the third turn on a roll of six uh so i mean you could potentially have night fighting in effect for three three mm-hmm. turns which would be huge um i mean the likelihood's and, pretty low but it's it's there yeah, and this is why. It's because of this little boost right here. So while the night fighting condition is in effect, all models with Night Lord special rule gain plus one initiative and plus one inches to their mm. run distances. So now they're really, really fast at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes sense because they're acclimated. Oh, it does. 100% to makes night, sense. Right? They're used to absolute darkness. Yes. Um, so, uh, and, and earmark this or dog ear this or whatever you want to call it um for when we talk about sevatar uh so terror tactics so night lords terror squads or and or raptor squads must Mm -hmm. be taken as the compulsory troop choices so this is where shit can really get flexible and you can do some cool stuff Mm -hmm. like that a lot uh and they may be taken as additional troop choices if desired and then claw assault so legion tax squads veteran tax squads and night lord terror squads may take either dread claws or regular drop pods as dedicated transport so long as their number does not exceed the transport capacity and they begin and they begin the game held in reserve inside the transport now that doesn't supersede um drop pod assault um mm-hmm. to me 
uh, I think you would still that that rule would still take effect. Um, yes. But again, a lot like decapitation strike, which gives you some flexibility with some drop pods and some jump infantry or however you want to run it. Mm. Um, the the flexibility is there. It is and, yes. exa- exactly so. Uh, and this says may take either, so uh, it doesn't. Um, and, and in the limitations here, uh, you must take an additional comp troop choice. That's that was from before. Yeah. Uh, you can only take a single heavy support. It makes sense you're trying to be fast, and mm-hmm. the controlling player may not take a fortification. So pretty much the same limitations you have on decap strike, except for the additional comp troop choice. Decap yeah. strike, you can't take two consoles. Um, and with the may take either, uh, I don't know if this, I know beforehand with the claw assault, you could still take rhinos. You could take rhinos or drop pods mm-hmm. for those. Um, I think with this now, it's just, if you want dedicated transports for those guys, that's gotta be it. They've gotta be drop pods. Makes uh, sense. Yep. I think yeah. it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if you're lucky enough to get that, uh, you could throw some heavy you could throw like a heavy support team of bulk calibers or something in there and then if you manage to get the infiltrating right like the infiltrating warlord trait you're you're mm. laughing oh, uh, yeah. or just use sevatar who gives that to you anyway all right so if you use sevatar you can get some tactical support squads like I like using infiltrating Volkite Calivers because they're strength six heavy two and they're only five points. Um, you can get a couple units of those, pack those guys in there. They're already up. They're already up and close. Yeah. And then you can kind of set up a little bit of a, an anvil for those terror squads to create an anvil on. Yeah. Um, so I like it. I think it's probably one of the best ones, um, especially from an output, but even from a flexibility and from a design standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is the Swift Blade. So this is a new one. Uh, the next three are new ones, technically. Oh, uh, so the effects. Um, no and uh, I guess I should read the little blurbs beforehand. You guys deserve that. Oh, so okay. <laughs> the Jadic clans of Nostromo were among the most hateful and murderous of that world's vile denizens. Swift and fearless warriors with an affinity for wanton violence. Uh, when the Night Hunter purged the various criminal gangs and syndicates, the Jadak were among the last to bend the knee to his new law, clinging to the freedom of their traditional reaving lifestyle. The legacy of those clans remained hidden within the Night Lord's Legion until after the events of Istvan, when the Legion began to disregard the commands of its Primarch and regress the old ways of the Jadak clans once more. So I wouldn't use this if you're playing an Istvan 5 game um, no. or campaign. I would, I would play it later. Um, but uh let's let's dig into it what does it say so the effects no true leaders detachments with this right of war must take a minimum of three compulsory hq choices um but may take up to five hq choices Mm, regardless of the force org chart in use so taking a page of the space wolf book there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead of the usual rules for selecting a warlord all of the hqs in this detachment are the warlord these HQs do not roll for a warlord trait, but rather all gain the Crusader and Hatred Loyalist special rules. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty good. Wow. All of the HQs in this detachment must be slain to fulfill the condition of any rule or objective that requires a warlord to be removed from play as a casualty. So, wow. yeah, this becomes really, really hard to get Slay the Warlord for. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, But it's cool. I like it. I like and it, the, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, you could do some cool themes with this, right? Like you can really break it out. Um, if you want to take heavy support squads, you can uh, you can throw that that new heavy support uh, console type in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have your Terminators uh, deep striking, which I assume can still happen. Um, yeah, for sure it can. So, oh. Jadic clans HQ choices in this detachment must be equipped with a Space Marine bike. Legion Hussar squadrons in this detachment must be taken as compulsory troops, and Legion Outrider squads may be taken as troops. Vehicles of the tank type may only be taken if they also have the fast type. So you got to be fast as hell, um, mm. which makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so all your HQs have to be on bikes, I guess. So this is a biker gang. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a biker gang. Yeah, like uh, I was just thinking of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. So it's encirclement it's... units wholly comprising of models with the Legion of Stardust Night Lord special rule in this detachment at plus two to the total unit size when determining whether they outnumber an enemy for the purposes of a talent for murder. So mm. those bikes are already bulky. They're already right? bulky, or, so they're already counting they very as two bulky. Each. Either uh, way, you're already probably outnumbering guys. Yeah. But now, now mm. you're you're a real threat to white scars. Mm. So limitations: uh, you must take an additional comp troop choice in addition to those usually required. So you gotta take three again. Uh, mm. Detachments using this right uh, may not take any model whose rules state that it must be the army's warlord, including but not limited to the legion's primarch. So no curs and no uh, sevitar. In this mm -hmm. one, uh, you can't take units with the heavy or mobile rules or fortifications or allied detachments. And uh, this is traitor only. So you can't be a loyalist night lords. Um, is there such thing? Yeah, actually, there is. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a couple of them that join up with Korax. Oh, yes. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and they, they taught around with him. And there's one short story where they send like you know, one Raven guard and cause it's like an assassination mission. And so mm -hmm. they send like the one night Lord and the Raven guard after him. And he kind of like raises the alarm and <laughs> Raven guards like, what are you doing? Like now they know we're here. And he's like, yeah, but they don't know how many of us there are. And he's like, there's <laughs> only two of us. <laughs> he's like, it doesn't matter how many, how many they there's, think that we are. There's still and, only two of us. Yeah. And it's like a fortification with like, pillbox holes and stuff for like heavy bolters to go through uh it's a good it's a good story it's pretty funny um right on okay so the next one the cross of bone this is one that i really like as well um not not that i don't like the swift blade but i'm not a huge bike guy so um that's why I don't play White Scars. Uh, the Cross of Bone. So the Cross of Bone was both the name taken by those among the Night Lords who sought to divest itself of those mm. bonds the Emperor had placed upon the Legion and the title of an ancient Nostromon tradition. Uh, it is a name that, when spoken in the slums of Nostromo, was a challenge between gang champions, a murder brawl in which the count of the dead and the trophies taken decided the leadership of the slum hosts. Among the stars, it saw the same use within the Night Lords, challenge between leaders, and a statement of intent to the foe. By the number of the dead, could their resolve be measured, and in the bloody trophies of battle, would be shown worth the foe. Um, so this, to me, fits really well if you're going to play another Night Lords player. You should just both bust this one out. <laughs> Make it Gangle, real. Balanced. Gang warfare. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the effects, the aristocracy, the aristocracy of ruin. 
for every non-comp HQ choice included as part of this detachment, the maximum number of elite choices available as part of this force org chair is increased by one. So mm. if you have two HQ choices, you can take six elites. If you have two additional choices. So if you've got okay. three HQs, you can take six elites. Mm. Um, the strong are strongest alone. As long as a model from this detachment with the independent character special rule is either alone or in a unit with no other independent characters against plus one attack. So pretty good. Yeah. You could potentially have a Praetor with eight attacks on the charge. Jesus. Um, he's expensive, dangerous. but you can yeah. Um, the Tithe of Gore. To slay the Warlord's secondary objective is worth an additional plus one victory point for the player that has selected this right of war. If the enemy's warlord warlord's final wound is removed by a friendly model with the independent special independent character special rule. So if your Praetor kills the other guy's Praetor, mm. you get two victory points. Um, if Slay the Warlord is a secondary objective. Hmm. Uh, again, we're seeing this as a theme. You have to take an additional an additional compulsory mm. troop choice. Which I'm um, I'm really liking this you know, additional troop choice thing because I mean it's gonna cause it's gonna create these bigger forces of of basically tactical marines and whatnot. Yeah. Uh it's something we've talked about many times on the on this podcast about how going back to the, the roots of large amounts of boots on the ground. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hell, I think we should just move the whole force org chart to three compulsory troop choices. I, you know, at this point in time, I, I I have to agree with you. Yeah. Um. This one also cannot take Connor and Curse. Okay. Makes sense because it's it's a guy who's like I'm the boss. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. Um, and the rampant blade. Any unit from this detachment that makes a consolidation move must move the full distance allowed towards the nearest enemy unit within line of sight. If no enemy units are in line of sight, then the consolidation move must be made towards the opponent's deployment zone. So this to me says that you just move the full six inches. Or like if you're if you're in something that can consolidate further than that, then you have to move further. You just have to go the full consolidation distance. Okay. So the full consolidation distance allowed to me says that like if you have a unit yeah, that's and, only four inches like the next unit is only four inches away, mm -hmm. then you can't consolidate within combat or within an inch, so you consolidate three inches towards it. Yeah. Right. But if the next one is eight inches away, you would consolidate six inches towards it. Mm, yes, I do agree. Yeah, I, I yeah. think you're right on that one. That's 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 what I'm getting from it, too. Yeah. So that's really, really good, especially for a close combat army. Oh, um, yeah. that's huge. Right. Just a free six inch move towards the closest guy. If that guy's only 12 inches away, which I mean, if you're already in close combat, they're already close. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're going to move six inches, and then you're going to move another five inches, you're probably going to get that one-inch charge. Um, really yeah, good. I, I, agree, I, I, like, agree I like this one a lot. Um, and then the Bloody Gauntlet I like as well. I think it's a little more challenging to use probably, but um, this is uh, this is kind of based on the mark of 
the doomed in Nostroman gang culture. So a red hand denoted a warrior serving under a sentence of death, waiting for only their master to administer punishment. At the outbreak of the Thromas Crusade, it would also serve as the mark of those warriors who held their loyalty to the Primarch as greater than their lust for death and blood. On the field of battle, it was a tactic rarely employed, as it would most often end in death for those committed to its cruel doctrine. But it was devastating in its effect. Gathering together the doomed, marked, and abandoned, a bloodied gauntlet was thrown into the teeth of the enemy with a singular goal, death or glory. For the warriors assembled as the vanguard, they would see their badge of shame expunged, with either the foe's blood or their own. They were the first of the line breakers, for they had long since accepted their deaths and shed from nothing, shied from nothing the enemy could throw at them. Hmm. Um, so I think this is uh, technically, no, this wouldn't be Sevatars, but um, I know he has red gauntlets, but I don't think he's the bloodied gauntlet. Mm-hmm. It's just something a little bit different. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to do this, make sure that everybody's painted with red gauntlets, because mm-hmm. um, that's cool. So effect the bloodied gauntlet. All compulsory troop choices in this detachment must begin the game deployed on the table or enter play on the first game turn. These units gain the zealot special rule, and if destroyed, do not grant the opposing player any victory points, regardless of the mission being used. So real mm-hmm. good, pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, means they've got to be in uh, a drop pod, I think. I do, I I think so too. Yeah, I think you can only have first game turn. Yeah, and it, it has to be. They have to come in the first game turn. So that means if you have three mm-hmm. drop pods, two of them have to be tactical marines. Yep, and they can still take rhinos. They don't have to just stand out in the open waiting to get shot. No. Um, through death, victory. If the game ends as a draw or with the player that has chosen this right of war as the loser, then that player gains D3 victory points if Ooh. all of their compulsory troop choices have been destroyed. So, I mean, even oh. even like, I mean, so th- let's think about that, right? So oh. uh, those compulsory troop choices don't give up kill points. No. But if you get them killed... They're the getting you. It's good, probably going to be a close game. You could potentially win, even though you lost. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so that's cool. I like that. It's it's cheeky for me as somebody who likes to throw curveballs like that. I really really like this one. Yeah. Uh, units from this detachment entering play from reserve after game turn three gain the outflank special rule. Ooh, really so yeah, cool. Um, I mean, you know, when not you game need breaking. the most, yeah, it's not game breaking, but it's going to help them get up the field, right? Yeah, it's basically like you're not starting from the back of the field yeah. at turn three, four kind of thing, right? Yep, exactly. So this one, this limitation is a little bit different. Uh, so detachments in this right must take an additional two compulsory elites choices. These must be infantry units, and they may not be equipped with Terminator armor oh. of any <laughs> kind. So no Conatekar, but... In this right of war, terror squads are not compulsory troops, so you can take terror squads. Mm, okay. okay. It's probably it's probably what I would take for this. I would probably take the terror squads. Yeah, yeah. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you could also take vets, though, if you wanted. Destroyers. That's would fit that. Destroyers. Actually, yeah, destroyers would. It's actually probably even better. Yeah. Um, 
I would want to take some vets or terror squads though, because I, I think terror no, I squads agree. have implacable advance. Mm. You just skip ahead. No, they don't. Mm. Nope. Um, so I mean, maybe maybe a vet, maybe a vet trooper too. Um, Makes yeah, I, I hear I hear your thought process behind that for sure. Yep, because you are still gonna want some scoring, right? Yeah, you're gonna uh, want the scoring units. Especially when, you know, I read this next line, which is compulsory choices in the detachment using this right of war may not hold or contest objectives of any kind and never count as scoring units. Yeah, you want bets. Yeah, no comp choice may select a dedicated transport. So never mind, I guess they do have to stand out in the open. Uh, mm. And a compulsory HQ choice may not be selected as the army's warlord. So you have to take a, a console or something even a, an additional Praetor, uh -huh. uh, which you could do. You could take another Praetor, but he just can't be your Warlord. Uh, but you can't take, like, a Moratat to fill that, that role. Yeah, no, right? yeah. yeah. Huh. And so all non-compulsory choices must begin the game in reserve. So you're basically set. So basically what you want to do is have large squads. Yeah, yeah, go, go like, three 20-man tax squads. Yeah all with red gauntlets mm -hmm. and just have them screaming towards the enemy and give them additional close combat weapons. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So I really like it. Um, I've, can you, I wonder, well, when you buy the apothecary and you attach it to the squad, mm -hmm. uh, do you attach it before the game? Like, can you attach it like, or does that apothecary have to be held in reserve? Mm, ooh, that's a good question. I don't really know. Ah, I'll um, look into it. I'll I, I would I would assume I would assume you attach them at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I'm just you don't attach think them when you're making it. So, but they don't thinking... they don't deploy on their own, right? No, they don't. That I I don't know. I think you could probably still tack them in there, but because I would tack them in there. Yeah, I would. I would too. Um, just for that uh, that extra little survivability, get yourself yep. that feel no pain. Yep. Um, unless there's a, a line in the apothecary rule that states they can't do it, I don't see why you can't. Because I'll, I'll I'll double check it, and then yep. if I have to, I'll make some I'll make a comment on the when we post up this video or yep. the uh, this podcast. I just I I because I I've always found that when you have a twenty man squad, um, to make them that much harder to get rid of, throwing an apothecary. Well, I mean they they have a five plus cover save on turn one. Yeah. Right. Well, no, they're just I, standing out there in the open. No, I'd feel no pain on top of that. Yeah, but I mean, they're probably going to get shot by stuff that's going to negate it anyway. Well, it's hard to say. If you can, yeah, whatever, do it. I don't care. I mean, it's a, it's the yep. forty-five points. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's another chain glaive too. It is another chain glaive. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying. I'm. That's just my. That that's true. That's my thought process. That's how I, I when I'm when you're talking and you're telling me you're saying these. This is how I'm thinking of it. Mm -hmm. So, nope, all right. Like so, um, cool. So terror squads. Terror squads. Uh, they're 125 points. Um, I should check to see if that was a change. Uh, their leadership nine. Both the executioners and the headsman are. Mm -hmm. uh, ironically, the headsman cannot take a headsman's axe. That's. It seems yeah, like a missed opportunity. Miss. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Uh, you start with five of them, so four executioners and a headsman. You can take up to five additional executioners for 12 points each. Pretty good. Yep. Uh, it's a good cost. Um, they are two base attacks. They are base two attacks, yeah. So they're they're a vet stat line. Yeah. Um, but with 
better leadership because I think the standard vet is still only leadership eight. I think it's still only eight, yes. Yeah. So better leadership, uh, even if you lose the sergeant, who cares? Like he's literally exactly the same as everybody else. Yeah. Um, they're equipped with power armor, bolt pistols, uh, and chain swords. Mm-hmm. They have frag and crack. And then they have Night Lords, obviously, but they have Fear and Infiltrate, along mm. with Preferred Enemy Infantry, which is huge, and, and Precision, precision strike. strike. Every single model has Precision Strike. Mm. So when you're in close combat, like, man, that that Sergeant or that Apothecary is yeah. going bye-bye. Yes. Uh, so they may choose a Dreadclaw Drop Pod or Rhino as a dedicated transport. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, one chain thing they did change is that the bolt gun's now free. So that's okay. pretty good. You can just slap, slap some bolt guns on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're probably going to want these guys in close combat anyway. So. 100%. Uh, any model can take a heavy chain blade for five points each. That's pretty good. Um, any model could take a Volkite charger for five points. That's how I used to run them. Yeah. And I don't think they could take the rotor cannon before. I think that's new. I, um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. That's interesting. Highway oh. to fire. They don't have pre- with preferred enemy. It'd be pretty good actually. The rotor yeah. cannon, like especially if you haven't moved. I mean, that's thirty shots with preferred. Thirty enemy. shots with preferred enemy, yeah. And precision. No, it's precision strike, oh, not precision shots. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, you know, what's even more dangerous is that uh, terror squad with uh, in a drop claw, uh, dread claw, with flamers. So only one model can take a flamer. Yes, I see that. Oh yeah. yeah. Only one model in the unit can take a flamer, and that's for ten points. Um, I mean, take two of them if you want. Uh, mm. it'll it might help prevent a charge on you. Um, because you're gonna want to be charging because you're yeah. gonna be your three attacks base with the two close combat weapons. So you're gonna be yeah. four attacks on the charge, forty attacks coming out of a terror squad with preferred enemy infantry. Mm. Precision strikes. Whew, get out of the way. Exactly. And um, I, I, as a, as a player who somebody would play against them, I would be I'd be forcing myself to charge them so they don't get those extra attacks. Yeah, but so even that still, like... that's not a great that's not a great situation to be in because they have preferred enemy. So it's kind of mm. like they have counterattack anyway. This is true. Um, and if they outnumber you, like if they manage to kill like one of your guys on the way into like through Overwatch. Oh yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, now now you're fighting the same initiative step, and they're plus one to hit, plus one to wound. They're wounding you on, they're hitting and wounding you on threes. Yeah, but that's why I would have to take this grenade. <sighs> yeah, I mean you would, but <laughs> um, the entire squad may also take melta bombs for five points each. This is new, and that's good because oh, uh, yeah. I found that when I was running. That was one thing I struggled with was when armor came up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, melt the bombs is huge. Yeah, exactly. So uh, headsman usual upgrades kind of stuff. Uh, power weapon for ten points. So chain glaive is ten points as well. Mm. You can take a power fist for fifteen or lightning claw for fifteen. Don't take the lightning claw. Mm. Um, the chain glaive is better because <laughs> a, a lightning is. claw is a specialist weapon. So you and... need you needed uh. Yeah, Paired yeah it has shred, I guess, but I mean, the chain glaive has rending, and you have preferred enemy infantry. So, to me, the chain glaive is like it's a no-brainer for the headsman. Yes. Um, and then, uh, oh, actually, he can exchange his bolt pistol for a hand flamer or a plasma pistol for ten points. Okay. So, I mean, you can throw two flamers and a hand flamer in there, and it's a little bit of little bit of denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, he can take art armor, artificer armor for ten points. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty good. They're staple. I like them. Um, 
there's a reason I still like Terror Squads as the main, uh, or Terror Assault as the main right of war. And it's because I yeah. like Terror Squads, right? They're, Terror Squads are pretty awesome. Yeah, they scream Night Lords to me. Yes, um, I agree. So, uh, them and Raptors, but we'll get them to Raptors. And Raptors. In. Yeah, I did have a unit of Raptors as well. Um, so the new Terminator unit. Uh, oh, they're I sexy love model. these guys. They are sexy, and holy shit, are they shit hot. Oh, uh, yeah. Make sure you got all the mitts on to touch these boys. <laughs> <laughs> Conatecker Terminator Elite. 235, 230 points gets you five Conateckers. Well, it gets you four and a dissident. So the dissident is the sergeant. Yeah. Um, their leadership eight, sergeant's nine. What the? F- uh, Conatecker is two attacks, but the dissident is three. So that's pretty good. Uh, did you see the dissident also has two wounds? I did also see that he has two wounds. And I was just about to say, what the fuck? Why did they take that away from the inner circle knights? Good. They don't deserve it. They already have too much crap. That's why. Go fuck yourself. Um, they're weapon skill five, so they're good at being choppy boys. Mm-hmm. And they're ballistic mm-hmm. skill four. Yeah, they're still a marine. Yeah. Um, so uh, a unit's numbering no more than five can take a land raider Phobos or a Dreadclaw as a dedicated transport. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. I would, I would just take teleportation transporters, transponders, probably. Yeah, it's a model, but um, they come in Terminator armor. It's not specified, so you make the choice. Um, uh, yep, no, that's what it's saying. Uh, heavy flamers come stock. Oh. So pretty, pretty nasty. Oh, uh, Nostrum and chain blade. So pretty good. That weight, that weight of uh, attacks is gonna chew through mm. some stuff. Um. Personally, I I like it. Uh, I like the chain blade. Um, I think for that reason, I would. I know there's a lot of like debate about this. Like, oh well, should you know always take cataphracty because the four plus is better, right? But if you're deep striking, good chance you're gonna get charged, mm-hmm. so you can't Overwatch. And then with the chain blade, like you could potentially. Uh, well, you're gonna put a lot of wounds on. Because you're definitely going to be outnumbering, as you'll find out in a minute, Yeah. Um, with these guys. So they're going to be plus one to hit, so they're going to be hitting on twos most of the time. They're going to be wounding on twos most of the time as a result. Now, just so everyone knows, the uh, Mastorum Chain Blade is strength user AP3 melee rending. My opinion, with these chain guys blade? having... No, the ch- uh, oh, it's... Yeah, you're right. I thought it was a Chain Glaive. No, it's a Chain Blade. Good catch. It's a chain blade, yeah, and that's because so I won't be wounding on twos. You'll be wounding on threes. So here's my thing, and I do agree with you. I because I don't think cataphracta is the right way to go. I honestly believe it's uh, Tartarus because one, if you deep strike, you can run and spread out. So when you have these flamers, you can have a wall of fire. Yep. And two, when you're going to get inevitably assaulted, you're going to have a wall of fire. Yeah, it, it's going to make it, if I was playing, if someone did this and they had Tartarus Terminator, these guys in Tartarus Terminator armor, I would not assault them. I would avoid them. I just shoot as much as I could because assaulting these guys is just going to ask for them to thin the herd quickly. Yeah. Now, I got a little bit of a different take on what I would do with these guys. I know it's going to become an insane point sink, but oh. But uh, they also all have trophies of judgment as well. I guess we should mention that. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so they, yeah. they cause fear as well. Yeah. So get wrecked unless you're salamanders or custodes or yeah. 
certain Mechanicum pieces. Or, uh, Anyways, they also have Implacable Advance, Chosen Warriors, which is handy. Anyone can accept a challenge, um, which I think you'll you'll want to do mm-hmm. uh, when, when I tell you what I think you want to do with the Dissident. Uh, yeah. And then Lords of the Night. So Lords of the Night, a single Conatech or Terminator elite unit numbering no more than 10 models, can be taken as a compulsory HQ choice in an army in which neither Sevatar nor Conrad Kurz is present. Okay. In an army which contains Sevatar, a single Conatecar Terminator Elite, may be chosen instead of a command squad as a bodyguard for Sevatar. This choice takes up a single force organization choice with Sevatar, but does not have to be deployed with him and is treated as a separate unit during play. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. So basically you're you're getting a free slot. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, if you really, really wanted to, you could take four of these units in the elite slot. Uh And if you have neither Sevatar or Kurs, you can then throw one in the compulsory HQ slot. Mm -hmm. Or if you do have Sevatar, you can just attach them as a command squad. And still walk and still be separate from him. Yeah, and still be separate from him. And and that's that's because Sevatar's got like a teleportation homing beacon on him. Oh okay. Right. So he would frequently sneak into places and then activate. Yeah, and then yeah, and then call them. Then down. these guys show up and just fucking melt stuff. So, um, this unit may include up to ten additional Conatekar for thirty-six points each. So you can have a unit of fifteen Terminators. That's pretty fucking heavy duty. It they is, can all it take is. teleportation transponders for two points a model. They can exchange their heavy flamers for a Volkite Cavator for 10 points each. And the Dissident may exchange his Nostrand Chainblade for the Eschaton Power Claw. So the Eschaton Power Claw is Strength Times 2, uh, AP 2, Melee, Shred, Unwieldy. So it's a slow lightning claw. It's a slow lightning, lightning claw. claw. It's, it's, like, well, it's, it's a no, claw it's power a fist. shred power fist. Yeah, so it's a power fist with claws. Yeah, like to me, um, if you want to model this up, guys, what I would do is I would probably get my hands on like on some dap. No, Tiberius the Red Wake. <laughs> yes, yes. And I would use one of his like chain hands, mm. <laughs> or like buzzsaw hands, buzzsaw mm. power fist hands, uh, and I would use that as an eschaton power claw. Um, if I was, yeah, yeah. If you were, I yeah, that's I, I like that. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a lot of trophies of judgment and stuff on him already. Like, convert him up a little bit, maybe, you know, add some different pauldrons to him, swap yeah. the head or the chest piece, uh, so that way he doesn't look too much like Indomitus pattern, but yeah. you know, make it your own. He's a character. Or you could just cut off that arm and rework yeah, I mean, it onto a uh, target yeah, body. The rest of the model's pretty shit hot. I do like it. Um, yeah. Just change it a little bit. Just change it a little bit, and I think you'll be okay. Uh, anyway, so what I would do with these guys is I would take an additional 10. Okay, so, so uh, 50 I, I men. It, yeah, I know it's a lot. but And then I would take teleportation transponders because mm-hmm. I'm going to deep strike that fucking nasty bit of business wherever I want it. And then I'm going to give them all Volkite Cavators which are a 10-inch range, strength 6, AP 5, heavy 4, deflagrate. Okay. Uh, yep. That is a fuck ton of shots. Yeah, that's like 70 shots, 65 shots, I want to say. Um, it's 60 tired, so shots. My math is... Uh, it's 60 shots. 
Yeah, it's 60 shots. Yeah. So that's like that's 60 shots. Even if you're even if you're you're overwatching, that's still statistically you're gonna get ten ten hits every time. Yeah. Right. Um and then heavy six to flagrate. So you're gonna do some wounds and then you're gonna just burn them through, right? Because wall of fire is D three. Mm-hmm. So your best case scenario is if you rolled at, do you roll do you roll wall of death like per model? Yes. Okay, yeah. So per model you'd have to successfully roll a three on every one of those D threes for all fifteen. And then even still you'd still come up short. No in uh, terms of you, number well, I guess it's number of it's hits. Just, that's just that'd be fifty hits, yeah. Yeah, that you'd be looking at forty five hits. You have yeah, a minimum of 15 and a maximum of 45 if all yeah. the guys are still alive. I yeah, think so. I mean, that might actually be better. Um, that might See, actually be better than the Cavatour. The range is closer, but it is now. My, my only thought process is, and I'm looking at this like thematically in the the uh in this campaign. Um, could you imagine having one of those massive uh, uh storm wing? you know, Legion forces and 15 of these motherfuckers drop down with flamers and literally wipe out a 20 man squad of Marines. Like it's nothing with oh, just a easy. literal wall of flames or even would, a little wall of ball kite. Fucking good luck to Lionel Johnson and his bullshit, like eight inch automatic charge. Get yeah. through that. Yeah. Like I can tell you from experience, 45 hits with a flamer is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that that's strength five because those are heavy flamers. Those so are heavy flamers. Your uh, wounded averages a three. This unit alone, fifteen with teleport transponders and flamers, that would do it for me because literally, yep. and, a, as, and an eschaton power claw. Yeah, and an eschaton power claw, and I, I man, I'm in love with this unit. Like yep. I'm literally in love with this unit. This is an amazing unit. I love heavy flamers. I think putting them with on terminators is just fucking. Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, I love this. It. This is like what these are heavy destroyer terminators. Yeah, the this is the beginning of heavy destroyer terminators. Yeah. Uh, uh, next is the the night raptors. Night raptors. So I mean, yeah. Lip of the page. I'm not really gonna go over them, guys. Like I don't really think they. Oh, uh, oh. There was there is one change actually. So the huntsmaster here, he can take a headsman's axe for five points. Mm. And you'd be stupid not to. You would be stupid not to. Uh, give him artificer armor and multibombs and a headsman's axe and fucking uh, make it happen. Uh, any town. model in the squad can also take chain glaives. It's five ah. points each. I would. You can take an additional ten night raptors. I would. Uh-huh. And have them um, all have chain glaives and the headsman yeah. having yeah. a headsman Oh, they bumped them up to two attacks. That's what they changed. Oh, man. So well, the headsman's three. And the headsman is three, yeah. Um, so they bumped those up. They were one and two, and now they're two and three. So these guys got real good for their points. Yeah. Um, they are 15 points per... Per model, which is good for it. having a jump pack. I know. That's cheap. Yeah, it's great. But and then, add, then you're going to have to add on the upgrading, like what's the chain glaive for these guys? Yeah, do. but I mean, like when you think about these special rules, though, a model with this special rule may use the pack <laughs> with the movement and assault phase in the same turn. Well, with a chain glaive, it's only five points. So you're looking at twenty points. That's about right. Yep. I don't know. These guys are great. Yep. But they're also super great because you can move and assault with the jump pack in the mm. same turn. 
Mm -hmm. Like that's massive. So you're going to be moving 12 inches and then you've got a 12 inch roof rollable charge. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no worries. I'm guessing you were sneezing or something. I I was coughing. Oh, <laughs> you're, oh, coughing. Oh, uh, it's not what you think. Might be looking for a new host soon. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Just that easily replaced? <laughs> God. I'm knocking on wood. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I really like these guys. I, I think yeah. it, it could be an expensive squad, but I think the dividends, you'll get it and you'll get it returned. Like, you'll pay the price, but you'll they will go and hurt whatever they assault. Yeah, toss an apothecary with the jump pack in there. Fucking call it a day. Yeah. Make these uh, a high-priority target, too, if you're uh, playing against Night Lords. And make those uh, uh, Konatekar Terminators, like, yep. just don't don't go anywhere near them. Stay the fuck away from them. Yeah. So <sighs> their, their other rule is Bloody Murder, which is after all normal attacks by the squad have been resolved, count the number of enemy models removed as casualties as a result of those attacks. Immediately resolve a number of automatic wounds with AP nothing equal to the number of casualties caused on any one enemy unit that this is locked in combat with. This has no effect on vehicles. These additional wounds do not themselves inflict more wounds. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like deflagrate, except you don't have to roll the wound. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's like the flag rate for assault. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a new rule. I don't think they had that before. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I've yeah, never I can't, really looked I can't tell you that deep into the Night Lords myself. Um, but, yeah. Um, and then on the next page, there's a real nice picture of a raptor who used his boots to kick a bunch of guys to death, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, he curb stomped some motherfuckers. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, right on. So, I mean, that's those are the, those are the Night Lord special units. Um, mm -hmm. We'll get into the HQ. Uh, Nacrid Toll. So he's he's a new guy that we've got. Mm -hmm. uh, a faceless prince, master of the Cross of Bone. So this would be the guy that you would probably want to take if you're taking that um, Cross of Bone. Yeah, this would this is the the. Right uh... over. <laughs> this would be the guy that was doing it. Mm -hmm. um, he can only be taken as part of a traitor army, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. He's got Legion Stardis, independent character, master of the Legion. He's got counterattack, which is good. Mm -hmm. Valor's Shadow. Um, he's equipped with artificer armor, a refractor field, yeah, whatever. So I mean, it's it's fine. Volkite um, yeah. Serpenta, pretty good. Nostrum and Flay Whip, the Devil's Dew, and Trophies of Judgment. So he causes fear. He's weapon skill six, ballistic skill five, strength four, toughness four, wounds three, initiative six. So he's fast. Um, mm -hmm. Four attacks, leadership nine. So he's he's kind of like a Praetor. Praetor. Yeah, guy. he's a, he's. I say he's a higher level console but not quite a praetor just because he's not rocking an iron halo yeah but i mean a lot of the special i mean you know some of the special praetors do have it but not all of them mm, okay right. um and and uh you have to buy the iron halo for a praetor he doesn't come with it this is true yeah you're right he doesn't come he doesn't even come with a refractor field the stock one again true yep so valor's shadow so um Toll would survive death and defeat again and again by fleeing the field of battle and leaving others to die in his place. <laughs> uh, what other legions might have named Cowardice, the Night Lords praised as wisdom, a wisdom that Toll had long since mastered. 
Even overwhelming force could not guarantee his demise. And from even the most grievous defeats, he would return to plague the victors. His anger only stoked to greater extremes by his past failures. So what this means is that he may not be targeted by the means of precision strike or precision shots. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, in addition, uh, if toll is reduced to zero wounds, then the controlling player must roll a d6. If the result is 5+, plus, the model is still removed from play, but does not count as being destroyed for the purposes of scoring victory points <laughs> or achieving objectives. Once removed from play due to this rule, Nacra toll may not re-enter play for any reason. So it's ongoing reserves, but he doesn't on-go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Nostrum and Flay Whip. Uh, it's a whip. And uh, it's a whip user. It's AP four, so not super great, uh, but it is melee uh, rending. So mm-hmm. rending's good. Uh, electro charge, web of steel, and specialist weapon. Um, so uh, specialist weapon just means he's not going to get two attacks for having yeah. two close combat weapons. Um, electro charge. Any model that suffers an unsaved wound from this weapon reduces its initiative value to one until the end of the controlling player's next turn. Uh, pretty good yeah um if you happen to get fear off at the same time you're now weapon skill one ballistic skill one initiative one uh web of steel a model equipped with a melee weapon with this special rule may choose to forfeit all of its normal attacks in order to make a single attack against each enemy model from a unit that is locked in combat with and within two inches of the wielder using the flay whips profile this option is used, and the electro charge special rule cannot trigger from unsaved wounds. Okay. So, yeah, um, you can kind of forfeit all of your normal attacks to make a single attack against each enemy model. It's pretty cool. Um, my help. Situational, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the devil's due. So this one's kind of weird. It's strength plus two AP two, so it's kind of like a better paragon blade. Mm-hmm. It's got unwieldy, so... It's also like a big fuck-off sword. Uh, it has the Devil's Dew as a special rule. Murder, Strike, and Mastercrafted. So the Devil's Dew. If an enemy model in base contact with this model has its initiative value reduced by the effects of any other weapon or special rule, then this model may make a single additional attack against the enemy model. This additional attack is made immediately before the enemy model would attack and use the profile for the Devil's Dew shown above. So it's kind of weird. Um, mm. By any other weapon or special rule, then you can make a single attack. So you don't. You, I mean, if he's the only guy in there, then you have to use the flay whip and have it go down. Yeah. So once their initiative is kind of like once they're kind of on the ground and shocked, then he mm. kind of takes this big meat cleaver. Yeah. Kind of chops yeah. their head off with it. Um, and it's it's any model that's in base contact with them. What I would probably do is try to stack this up with like a thunder hammer. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, no, because the thunder hammer is going to go at the same time as those guys do. So it's pretty much only the electro whip. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not huge on it. He's cool. It's all right. He's Take cool. If you're taking the cross of bones, because you're not taking the cross of bones, because it's great. You're taking it because it's thematic. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Sevatar. Um, um, well, now we really love him. This, now this we motherfucker's really love badass. Him. Yeah. 175 points. Power armor. Eh. Iron halo. Mm-hmm. Frag and crack grenades. Mastercrafted Nostrum and chain glaive. Eh. Mm-hmm. 
Bolt Pistol, Trophies of Judgment. Um, so he's also got Independent Character, mm-hmm. Night Lords, Master of the Legion, Master of the Atramentar, Dirty Fighter, Repressed Psyker, Precision Strike, and uh, he automatically gets the Master of Ambush trait. So that's the infiltrating trait. Yeah. So pretty good. Um, now he does have a new option, and this is what I think really makes him what he needs. Yeah. Uh, and that's for 35 points. Um, he can take Artificer Armor and Knight's Whisper, replacing his Power Armor and Mastercrafted Nostrum and Chainglaive. Um, I don't know why you would never not do this, Yeah. Uh, to be honest. His stat line is unreal. He's weapon skill 7, so he matches like some Primarchs in weapon skill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's ballistic skill 5. Eh. Strength 4, toughness 4, 3 wounds, initiative 6. So again, mm-hmm. he's fast as fuck. Mm-hmm. Init- he's got 4 attacks. 4 attacks base. Vortex base, uh, Knight's, Whif- Knight's Whisper and the Changlaver are two-handed, though, so he'll only ever use one of them. Kind of be at, like, a five. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Leadership 9. So, um, pretty good, but th- this is where this is where he gets shit hot. Um, so, Knight's Whisper, Strength plus one AP2, it's a Paragon Blade, basically, mm. but it's a Paragon Blade with Duelist Edge and Mastercrafted. Mm-hmm. And there's no, um, there's no murder strike on this, and that's because of the rule dirty fighter. So Sevatar is one of the most dangerous hand-to-hand combatants in his or any other legion. He gains the instant death special rule for all of his attacks, oh. in addition to any from his weapons when it's fighting savage. in a challenge. So he's initiative six, but in a challenge now he's initiative seven. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a repressed psyker, so he's got level one psyker. He only has the precog psychic power from the divination discipline, uh, because he's long such repressed such abilities. Um, they're more used subconsciously, so you cannot use more than two warp charges to attempt to manifest it. Mm. Uh, and it's on a it's on a, an unmodified leadership value of seven, should he become subject to the perils of the warp. Mm. So he, uh, if he uses it, he could really fuck himself up. Yeah, if but he, I mean, it, it's only two dice, so like the chances of you rolling double sixes on it or double ones is pretty bad. One pretty in six. Yeah, exactly. Right. So pretty good. You're gonna get this off not every time, but you're gonna get it off. You know, maybe two or enough. three turns, which is enough because uh, the precog is gonna give you reroll to hit wound. Yeah. Uh, and saves, I think. Uh, I can't remember if it saves, but yeah, it's definitely to I'm hit. Pretty sure to it wound. saves as well. Um, I think it's all three. Uh, so again, we talked about dual stitch. If you remember, we talked about earlier, if you take terror assault mm-hmm. and night fighting is in effect, any night Lord's model also goes up plus one in initiative. Mm. So you can now have Sevatar at weapon skill seven and initiative, initiative eight. seven, no initiative eight, because if he's in a challenge with oh, Night yeah. Whisper, Duelist Edge, he goes up to seven. You're and then right. if it's Night Fighting, he goes up to eight. Oh. So he's going to hit before some Primarchs in some cases. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, if, if, it's, if it's turn one or turn two and it's still Night Fight, yeah, he's at initiative eight. Yeah. He's faster than and most Primarchs. Potentially it could be turn three because you could have, if you roll a six... Basically, for half it's the game, a, there's a potential that no one's going to go before him. Yeah, exactly. And with everything being like instant death, he's going to chew through like fucking Raldoron 
mm-hmm. for example, and Ralderon's like 185 points, but you're paying an extra 35 points. So he is, he is over 200 points. Yeah. Right? 10 points at that point, but he's going to way outperform any Praetor you could make. And most of those, like a jump Praetors with a Paragon Blade and a Lightning Claw is like 210 points. Yeah. Or something. Oh, right? so, yeah. It's, it's, it's around that price point for sure. Yeah. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of Yego Civitarian. Mm-hmm. No, I do agree. Games. Uh, yeah. Sorry. The Flame Master, he was he was the one that was kind of thrown in in book six, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. He has like a scalpel. So he's strength minus one AP three melee murder Devil's strike specialist luck. weapon. It's kinda dumb. Mm-hmm. Devil's luck. Uh feared and distrusted. Even among his own legion, uh nobody likes him. So uh Oh he's a Primus he Medicaid. Reroll failed lookout, sir, and feel no pain rolls. I didn't realize he's a Primus Medicaid. That's yeah, what yeah. he is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh unfit for command, he can never be the comp HQ choice and can never be the warlord. Even their night even the night lords have their limits of toleration for madness. Um, oh, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got power armor, refractor field, architect pistol, Narthesium, fear, fearless, independent character. Um, he's pretty good, 135 points. I would take him. Yeah. All right. Um, he's good. Um, he's good for a Primus Medicaid. If you were only going to take one medic, I would probably take him. Uh, Karen Ophian of the Chiro- Chiroptera, I guess. Yeah, Chiroptera. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. He's got the bloody Aegis. Uh, he's Praetor stats as well. Mm-hmm. 165 points. Um, power armor. He, he's in power armor. Field. Yeah. So that, that's the difference. That's why he's discount. Um, he's got the bloody Aegis, a power axe, and uh, melted bombs, full kite, serpenta, and frag crack. He, his special rules um, are the coward. And if he's the army's warlord, he has the apparent bravery trait rather than rolling randomly. Hmm. I think that's the fearless one, but I can't remember. Okay. Uh, oh, it's it's down here, Warlord Trait. Oh, yeah, it is down there. You're right. Yeah, uh, okay, never mind. Army. Uh, cool. So uh, the Bloody Aegis first, it increases his invulnerable save to a 3-plus in close combat. Really good. Yep. Uh, additional, any model that targets Ophian with one or more attacks and an assault and scores an unmodified 1 on at least one of those dice has its weapon skill halved when targeting by any of Ophian's close combat attacks till the beginning of the next game turn. So he's going to hit you on threes. Yeah. Um, as long as you roll a one. I mean, he's probably hitting you on threes anyway, but now it's if like if he's up against another Primarch or another Praetor, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. And Praetor is a one. Now that Praetor's going to get slapped. Yeah. Um, the Coward. So uh, if once Ophian has lost a single wound, he gains the Feel No Pain 4 plus. Ooh. When reduced to a single remaining wound, it goes to Feel No Pain 3 plus. So I think he's kind of made up for the power armor already. Um, yeah. I actually yeah, that... really like this guy. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, uh, the Warlord. Um, the if if he's the army's warlord, then as long as Ophian's controlling player has less victory points than their opponent, Ophian and any knight lords unit within twelve inch of him gain the stubborn special rule. Additionally, the controlling player may always choose to re-roll or have the opponent re-roll any failed dice roll to determine if the game continues for another turn. Hmm. So when you just really need to win. This is yeah. your guy. Yeah. Uh, I like him a lot. 
Yeah, he's anyway. a he's a he's a great character. He has a lot of character. Yeah, yeah, he has a ton of character. I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then Curse. How much did he change? Uh, he didn't really change at all. I don't even know if they changed his points. To be honest, um, he's got the Nightmare Mantle, Mercy and Forgiveness, which are his claws. The Widowmakers, yeah, uh, frag grenades. Um, the Widowmakers are are his like batarangs. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Primark, Sire of the Night Lords, King of Terror, Shrouded, Stealth, Bulky. So he's got a really good cover save, mm-hmm. which yes. is good. Sire of the Night Lords. Um, he's the Night Vision and Acute Senses special rule. Uh, and a force containing him as its warlord may always elect to have the first turn of any game use the Night Fighting special rule. Um so that's kind of redundant now. Yeah, it's redundant, yeah. Yeah, but beforehand, beforehand that was a... it was a two plus, so this was an advantage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Night Lord's Force of So Connor copy and paste. Was... Thanks, Forge World. Yep. Yep. Curse um, uh, as its Warlord gains the Fear special rule for all of its units with Legion Stardy special rule. So don't buy trophies of judgment. Yeah, just have him. have him in it. Uh, and affected units which already have the fear special rule now impose a nine, minus one penalty. Okay, yeah, so trophies of judgment actually get better. Yeah. So maybe still take them. Uh, <laughs> We're quick to judge. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the King of Terror. So Curse's aura of preternatural malice and sinister intent. Fear tests taken against him are subject to a minus three leadership penalty. In addition, should he be part of an assault where an enemy unit is destroyed outright... All other enemy units subject to fear are subject to fear within 12 inches and within line of sight to the combat must take an immediate morale check or fall back. See, this is why the Dark Angels have all that tent leadership 10. Yeah. Because <laughs> this like, motherfucker. I don't know. I mean, still, we're, we're in a world where there's so much fearless. Even mm-hmm. that minus three doesn't matter. I think I think what really would have like made this hit home is that if Kurz... Like in in fantasy, there was there was fear, and then there was terror, and mm. terror inspired fear in units that were fearless. Mm. And I think that's what this rule really needs, right? Because I mean, just I, even after reading or listening to Unremembered Empire, this motherfucker is not twisted. Yeah, he's one and twisted motherfucker. Like I mean, you're paying points for this rule. But you're paying points for this rule that's never going to come into effect if you're playing a Custodes player. Yeah. Um, it's going to come into effect occasionally versus Mechanicum. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never going to come into effect versus Salamanders. And Salamanders would be fucking terrified of this guy. He's, he, like, yeah. he skinned Vulcan like repeatedly. Oh, yeah, he did some horrible things to Vulcan yeah. multiple times. He's over. probably wearing some of Vulcan's skin. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, I think that's I think that's what you need to fix this rule with. Um, no, like, yeah. take it take out the minus three leadership penalty, and just, or leave it in even, and just put any he will cause he will cause fear. this effect even in units which are immune to fear. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. Um, I think that would I think that would definitely change his. I think that would make him worth the points. I think so too. Um. The Nightmare Mantle. Cruz's Rainment, basically it's a 2 plus 4 plus, um, but it also gives him hit and run. Uh-huh. And uh, when he charges, he gains the Hammer of Wrath, but he inflicts yeah. D3 Hammer of Wrath attacks rather than just one. 
Yeah. Mercy and Forgiveness, Malie user AP2. So they're basically AP2 lightning claws, um, shred specialist weapon, murderous strike, and paired. So he gets plus one attack, so he'll be attack six, seven uh, on the charge. Seven charge, yep. Yep. Um, pretty good. Yep. And then uh, with murderous strike is good on it as well. Shred, I mean, he's going to be wounding on twos 90% of the time anyway. Yeah. So, But it'll help him against other Primarchs. Yes, and yeah. he is initiative seven, so he's pretty pretty speedy for primarchs. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, he's not bad in close combat. Well, he's not bad. He's not bad against other primarchs. Yep, he's not great, but you know. Yeah, um, few of them are realistically. I mean, they should all be somewhat close. Yes, uh, exactly. The widowmaker. So he doesn't carry a gun. Instead, he throws throwing knives twelve inches. They're mm -hmm. strength four, AP five, assault three. So he throws three of them at a time. Uh, with lethal precision. So what that means is on a four, he precision strikes on a four plus, mm. and to to wound roll of sixes, ignore both armor and invulnerable saves. Ooh. So he just pegs you. Yeah, he's a he, he's aiming for eyes and you know vital vital spots. Yep, I like him. Uh, I ran him whenever I could. Uh, I do like him. I, th I think he's a really good primark. I think he's I one think of those so primarks that kind of gets left by the wayside, partially because the night lords for a long time we're partially by the wayside but i think we're going to start seeing a ton of them show up yeah they're um, definitely a great they're a great army both for if you're looking if you are one of those competitive players you can definitely do some great uh great lists with it but if you're one of those people like us who wants who's really pushing that thematic idea my god the thematic stuff you can do for this army is great oh yeah yeah it's huge yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of cool things you can do with this with a lot of these cool rights of war. Yeah, um, a lot of these other guys uh, as well. Um, like a, a lot of the the HQs. I hope we see more of that. Like I really I really hope that we get like another book with Raven Guard. I, I know I sound like a broken record, but um, well, I I, th I think that all the all the characters legions, but... are so womp though. That's well. Well, what I was going to say is I think a lot, like, I feel like this is a trend in the positive, this book. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we were getting a lot of the power creep coming through, uh, book seven, book eight, mostly book seven, book seven was really, really through the balance power of power off in the game. Um, book eight to a degree, uh, this really felt like they were going back to the roots of a thematic boots on the ground based um army lists yeah and, yeah i agree with that. i i even more than just boots on the ground just thematic like very thematic these these warlord traits have their flaws but at the same time they make for very thematic uh lists that are going to be um, unbelievable to see on the battlefield and this goes for both the dark angels and and the, the night lords um that's the way i see it that's my opinion i i feel like it's a return to the basics you know what the root of what we were, why we all really loved the Horus Harris to begin with. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I I agree completely. Um, right on, guys. Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, mm -hmm. I know we covered a lot of topics here today. Again, we'll cover the the lore side and maybe some other ideas that you guys can use for building an army. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
other than that, let's, let's throw a bow on this thing. Call her done. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the DAB Podcast, on Facebook um, at DAB Podcast. If you want to email us and have us do a listener list, uh, I know we're a little backed up. Oh, you know, I've got a couple are. in the email there as well um, right now, but we will get to them. Um, and uh, you can email that over uh, to deathandbetrayal at gmail.com. No, it's just death and betrayal. Yeah, yeah. There's no the. No, there's um, no the. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's no the. It's just death and betrayal at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, don't forget to uh, check out Little Legend Studios. Um, check out his website. Check out his Patreon. Uh, I know it's helped both of us a huge uh-huh. heap of a bunch. And, uh, and he lets us use his pictures for our YouTube video. He does. Um, he is generous so that way. I'm I'm more than happy to toss a shout out back his way, um, each and every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out Armin's stuff as well. Uh, and we'll throw a link in the in the yeah we'll throw we'll throw a link in the show notes as well. Check it out. And, and guys, don't forget to check out my oh right my, right yep yep my uh, the barbarian yeah. yes check out Craig's, uh, Craig's. I've been working on I've been working on world leaders. I know we kind of skipped that earlier. Um, but we'll talk about it later. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. We kind of. <laughs> I I also did like a ton of terrain. Oh okay. well, we 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 skipped <laughs> that. We talked about that battle with Armin you had. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for that listening, guys. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. How about you? <laughs> Fuck. No. Um. Whatever. Right. That was, was a couple hours ago. So was a couple hours ago. My B, my B dog. We'll just put it on the list, and you can tell us all about it. <laughs> so. Um, well, yeah. I guess we'll call it a night. Sounds good. All right. Keep those Geller fields up. Take care, guys. Fucking thing sucks. We'll do it live.